Here's a sneak peek of what happened on episode 118 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Hey, uh, Trevor, uh, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. You are live. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, we, we every once in a while we'll take someone like you. You're sitting here with um, uh, three guys that have won the Baja 1000. Do you ever aspire to do that? Uh, not really, no. Not really, uh, yeah. Not, I don't know, maybe. Maybe you could talk me into it tonight. We'll see. That's right. It was a jam-packed show with regular co-host Logan Tyler having to share his seat with George Justice, Johnny Campbell, Ricky Brayback, and Eric Sarashin. Together, they all shared stories, laughs, and so much knowledge that you'll gain if you listen to this show. Oh, and they also drank about $800 worth of tequila. It was a really fun show. Trevor Hunter also called in to talk about his best on the desert race bike and also was reminded about who in the room had won the Baja 1000, but don't worry, he got Jimmy back in the end of it. Andrew Short actually sent us our first tech video, tech question video, regarding a tire that wasn't hooking up. And Jimmy answered a question from the chat regarding how much you should pay for a 2016 500 EXC. But Ricky disagreed, and he also had some notes on how long Jimmy's taken to answer some of these questions. It led to some, some good debate. Rooster Endo also featured our very first video submission, which actually came from Ricky, regarding his XR650. It got rated pretty highly on the Rooster Endo scale, not as high as the 570. But there was also some other bikes that were submitted in the regular way with just a photo. Some of them were actually rated higher than Ricky's XR650. If you want in on the fun, just go ahead and tune in to Dirt Bike Test's YouTube channel, Facebook page, or Twitch channel every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I can't thank you enough for listening, and I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors as well. Yamaha, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Takamoto, and Seat Concepts. Go ahead and show those guys some loves. Tell them we sent you, and now, enjoy the show. I'm not finished yet. Not Wait. too bad. We're starting. Live? Okay. Yeah, you're live now. <laughs> Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, live um, from Pahrump, Valley of the Dirt People. Logan, welcome. Yep. This is my co-host, Logan Tyler. And uh, we let George come back on tonight. <laughs> I bring my followers. That's the only Right. Thing. He has eight followers. Twelve. Twelve now? <laughs> he has eight followers, and he says all of them are going to be on here. So I do have the list of all your followers right here on my on my sheet okay. and we're going to do roll call later on in the show so just make sure that they're there hey everybody welcome to uh our favorite show this is the only show that i like uh this is tech talk taco tuesday it's where we talk about your motorcycle and motorcycle related problems and we can solve them generally um nine out of ten times without referring to a reference manual right yep you got to give me some backup in this logan Little hype man ish. Yeah, I did, did good. Uh, that's, little that's, hype man is that your new nickname? <laughs> no, <laughs> little hype man on Instagram, right? Is that your? That's where we're gonna find us. So we attempt, we do our best uh, at helping you uh, solve your issues. You know, whether you've got a dirt bike or an adventure bike or a dual sport bike or anything that has knobbies on it, that's what we talk about. Uh, we have a lot of segments on this show. I'd like to thank producer Matt for. Uh, doing whatever he does uh, a little bit of this a little bit of that yeah so he what he does is he feels like he has job security here because i don't know how to turn this thing on anymore before i used to just go sit in a mexican restaurant and like flip a switch and it was like magic and we had a show and now we sit inside of a studio we have like real microphones and there's videos 
And if you haven't been paying attention the last couple of weeks, if you've missed us, what can you do now, Logan? What's the new thing that you can do on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday? The newest or just something new? Well, the, the new thing we're trying to encourage. You can send in mm-hmm. your motorcycles. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, send them here. Yeah, Logan, remember show prep? <laughs> we, we, we really, it's, there's a lot of show prep that goes on here. You know, you know we do that. And yeah. so, so last week on the show, and you were here, you were sitting over there. Oh, yeah, I was. Oh, good. There we go. They don't have, uh, no, we'll worry about like what's going on in prompt later. <laughs> um, I know you were trying to pay attention to what Matt was doing because, you know, I always need a replacement for him. Mm-hmm. So you're paying attention to that. You, you, yep. learned, you, you, you did tell me in confidence that you could turn the show on if I needed it to happen. It's only like two buttons. Okay, good. That's what I keep telling you, Jimmy. It's just two buttons. It really is. And then you watch it in a green little box. Yeah, but how many passwords do I need to know? There's no passwords. Oh, it's all set up. Okay. so It's solid. So, But we really pushed something on last week's show. And we got some, we got some, we got some really high level submissions. Oh, yeah. We got high level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so what you can do is, can I take this over now since you're stumped? Yeah. Okay. It's called Stump Logan. It's hey, a new George, segment. You, so with that mic, can can I have you like? T- I need you to talk really close to that mic. Yeah, get close to I'm it. I'm a little uncomfortable that close. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's okay. It's okay. Just don't look us in the eye. So what you can do is Treat videotape like a, your question or your bike submission with yourself. Create a videotape. Send it into Matt at dirtbiketest.com. Is that where you want no. to get it? Oh, we need to get you that email, don't we? No, um, you haven't got any. I've told what's that? all my viewers. Matt at Jimmy Lewis Offroad.com. Oh, Matt at Jimmy Lewis Offroad. I'm trying to keep them a little closer to the family so that I can cut them a little bit quicker. And keep it, it short, keep it humorous. And uh, the only requirement is we hope you watch the episode so you can interact if we have follow up questions on your question or want to ask more about your bike. Yeah, no, that that's important. It, you know, I mean, you can submit it and we'll do our best, but I guarantee you we're always going to have like kind of follow ups. And then if you can just interact a little bit, uh, just that little bit of extra information will get you the right answer. And I'll roll it back to like last week when the guys um, YZ144 grenaded after 20 minutes, he bought a bike and after 20 minutes or 50 minutes, I don't remember. It was a certain amount 20, of minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. It went bad. And, and I just gave him all the credit in the world that he mixed the gas properly, that his air filter was clean, that it hadn't sucked dirt. all the, you know, we just took all the things out and then I went to, okay, this is what I think happened. And do we ever, do we ever get any follow up on that? Uh, not really. It that was a just, good, uh, that's like, that's, that's that was, immediate. that, oh, uh, was so good. You almost get two pull-ups hey, off of that. I've been working on my, on my elite athlete legs. So right. I'll need to work on my arms. We'll too. talk about that later. Racist. <laughs> so anyway, send in your video clip. Uh, it'll actually be aired. Correct. On the show. Right. So you can see if you're going, um, uh, and we won't torture poor Logan with trying, see if you speak as well as you write, I guess. <laughs> well, I think Logan is the best question reader. Yes. Out of anybody. Job security. That's right. Job security Perfect. at this moment. Yeah, we'll still take written submissions. So on tonight's show, we have a lot of special guests. We have a lineup. I mean, literally a lineup of special guests. In I, I, I quit put put that away. That's like that's like showing me porn, dude. Just keep that one turned down. Oh yeah, that one's. Yeah, I know. D- don't don't do it. Oh, so, was that the? Uh, yeah, the... zip it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I know which one you're talking about now. <laughs> I know. I rode one today. 
Yeah, uh, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a. Um, I can't wait for the story on how, on how that ended. Oh, we'll hear all about that. Oh, yeah, I, I won't be a lake crossing. Yeah, wait till I get there. So back to the the format of the show. <laughs> Did we just waste like five People don't minutes? Care about the format of the show? Just get into it. Answer a question. Yeah, Let's take, <laughs> isn't that what we do? Answer questions and talk about the show. <laughs> okay, the you can submit Pass that down here. So, so I'm just getting warmed up. Buddy. Oh, here we go. So <laughs> before that, first. So you what can happens in age. So you can so you can submit your questions on our usually on our Facebook. Um, page we ask for those you can comment on last week's show or in in this sense if you're watching this now on youtube this show you can watch it live 7 p.m every tuesday or almost every tuesday uh we do this right here right now and if you're here if you're in the chat you can ask questions and at the end of the show we grab most of the questions in the chat that we can remember or that my you know half-assed producer can highlight because usually by that time it's a what do we call it? It's a S show, right? Well, you can just call, you can just you could also produce something, send it in that just trashes Jimmy or something like that. Oh, or uh, go ahead, we'll call it just ask Jimmy. Just that's and that's what the whole video segment. That's what the whole show is. We'll, we'll wait, call. Wait, it. what happened? Let's get back to current events. What happened today? What did we do today? Oh, I got my truck started. Okay, but it. It failed last time, right? You went there, you put a new Correct. order in it. So something wasn't right. Okay, so so it. and I'll be I'll be brutally honest with you. I I don't know a whole lot about I mean I it's an engine, it's a truck. I don't know the specifics of putting a truck in, truck engine into my truck. And so I got a crate motor, did all the things, assembled it, put it in the truck, hooked it all up, and along the way I had these little mishaps. And like one of them was the wiring harness is really tricky to get routed right and plugged in right and stuff. And like one of the, one of the clips and the plugs didn't engage properly. And so it wouldn't fire. And I was like chasing that for a little while. So, and then next thing, you know, I get it all in there and I prime the oil pump and do all the stuff and it gets oil pressure and it starts and runs and then the oil pressure drops off. I'm like, what the end? And, and I, I, I was very careful about putting it together. I mean, I know this from motorcycle engines. I, I have a procedure and I'm very careful about all the stuff. And I did all the things and it didn't didn't work. And I'm like, oh, it has to be something goofy. And so I started disassembling, pulled the pan off, checked the pickup, you know, checked to, you know, primed, reprimed. You know, actually, well, I primed, your I primed series, it. Your checklist of logic that you check on yeah, and, and, combustion and I, engine. And in all honesty, I I'm sitting there going like, what was the last thing I touched? Like, what did I screw up? And, and it's like if and the problem is I touched everything. Right. <laughs> so there's a lot of things to screw up. So I just went backwards. The thing and I was calling the technical service of this company and asking them and they literally said, well, you just overfill the overfill the motor by a certain amount and then it should like prime the pump and i'm like well it's it's already primed and i i mean i primed it i did all the things but anyway today it started and it ran we it it got, got put back together nothing significant change that we know put that's, in there and, and that, it started it ran and everything ran fine so and that's, what was the one thing that changed about when you put it in the last time and it has it now it has oil pressure right but what was the one thing in the process that changed Oh, that you were standing over there watching me? I helped, right? Oh, you helped. That was my only point. Okay. We can talk motorcycles now. I, I would like to also, I would, <laughs> I would like to also, no, do, do, do you want, do, would you like a ribbon? 
Do you want to wear a gold medal? Oh, I'm going to bring my Here. gold medal in, which Here. will just... Uh, yeah, I, you can... Yeah, because mine's about that big. You can take one of those gold medals down and wear it around your neck <laughs> for the rest of the show. I'll give you permission. So it just it's the same kind of process of logic that I use when I'm you know, explaining the answers here. So, and you said something important. What was the last thing you touched, which is always your go-to. That's generally what was the last thing. If it, if the engine quits, I used to run into this on our Harleys all the time. Something Mm -hmm. would happen. Something would fail on the road. And I'd go, what was the last thing? All I did is put turn signals on it. Okay, and so, so, so then, there and there's so, some turn signal. So then you're having an electric, you're having an electrical yeah. problem, right? Every time you yeah. turn the turn signal on the bike stops because right. you plugged Something it into like the kill button. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, we've all done this. There's the only reason I know, but yeah, so that was, that was, I don't, I don't know how well I feel about this because um, Bob who, who has left because um, he was in charge of uh, well, it's tech talk taco Tuesday and we've kind of switched over to having pizza <laughs> and he, he started resuggesting tacos again and then he got matt confused and all of a sudden we're all hungry is what the root of the problem is but bob was waddling around today while this was going on and he said well if you fixed it without replacing anything or it's just like it's a mystery why it went back together if it was a helicopter i wouldn't fly in it and he waddled away yeah that was their saying yeah if a helicopter fixed itself don't get in it fly yeah so here's sense but it's fine here's where we are with the truck but then I, I but, saw what happened. I just didn't want to tell you because I thought it hurt your ego. What was it? No, you're not ready. I, I, yeah, I'm you're challenged. not at a point in life I'm, to deal with it. I'm t- hey, I rode a Husaberg 570 today. I'm at a point in life where I can deal with anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are the questions? Uh, the questions. Do, Logan, do we have any sponsors? Hey, sponsors. welcome to Tech show. Talk Taco Tuesday. This show is brought to you by Yamaha. Yep. Blue Crew. Yes. I'm going to ride the brand new 2022 YZ125 tomorrow. Actually, Matt, if you're if you're good, if you can drive the whole way there while I sleep, mm-hmm. um, I might let you ride a little bit. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, that's, well, that was... Well, <laughs> see, I thought I was going to be the only one riding it. Well, Trevor would also be riding it because you your arms need to recover from the arm ripping power of your 570. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I'd like to ring a bell right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and also notice I'm trying to butter you up so you just let me ride it more too. Right. So uh, we're going to go ride a Yamaha YZ125 tomorrow. Scott Sports. I used uh, Scott's um, light-sensitive goggles and we took off and rode... Away from the sun, into the dark. How was that, Ricky? It was great. My goggles were awesome. Just tell you that. I could see almost everything, <laughs> except for the rocks that I hit. And we have we can talk about that later. Actually, the, the big rock that I hit was earlier. Climb. <clears throat> I was wearing awesome climb gear today. It made it felt I felt like all day long I was in the perfect temperature. Yeah, because I have the right gear. I had venting and all this stuff because it was hot when I started and it got a little bit chilly. How It was nice and cold when we went in that canyon. Well, the lake bed, it was cold. Lake bed got cold. Yeah. yeah not in my gear. I just zipped up. <laughs> you were also behind the rally bike, so it was a little bit. Oh, now he's taught. No, we'll talk about that later. DDC sprockets. Uh, Delaney drive components. Oh, good God. There's alert. <laughs> <laughs> 2004 Pontiac Grand Prix is an Amber Alert. Yeah. There's an Amber Alert here in Pahrump, which which no, means Idaho to Arizona. Not well, even in. No, they're probably going to well, pass. This is right on the way. They're probably yeah, it's on the way. 
they're going to pass through prom because that's where if you're going to do if you're going to according gonna, to how Ricky reads a road book it is <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to abduct a child you know you know might want to stop in prom <laughs> just lying uh, no DDC uh, sprockets I just actually talked to Nate right before the show I'm getting a new uh, 47 tooth for my uh, 1190 so i have a spare for my my extra spare wheel because i used to have a stock one and i had to adjust the chain i didn't like this trail tech makers of fine kickstands and computers i just got i i have a newer and they make computers and fans and i have a newer or newer to me old 2001 ktm rfs bike that leans way too far over on the side because the the stock kickstands were junk Trail Tech has the solution. So if you if you wonder why you have to put your old KTM on a stand, uh, don't wonder anymore. Get a Trail Tech kickstand; it'll fix the problem. I put one on my three hundred this summer, and it's still it, there. The stock one broke off. I left it sitting out in the rain in the mud. And the <laughs> kickstand just speared into the ground. It sat there so long, and when it did, I picked it up and it was busted off. <laughs> so I ordered a Trail Tech. Right on Taco Moto. Anything you want for your uh, KTM husky uh probably gas gas he's starting to do hondas now starting to work on hondas with some of the ecus and stuff takamoto tunes you up check out his white sheets this is how i learned about takamoto um his white sheets have the answers to the questions and they're sensible you know yeah of course they want to sell you some stuff but they don't want to sell you the wrong thing so take a look at takamoto um his group on the Facebooks, that's the EXC FE mm -hmm. performance group. We are streaming to right now. Yeah, we're streaming to you guys. You guys have a lot of good questions and we try to provide good answers and Mike's usually there to do it. And then your answer usually, well, it's usually you have, you need to modify your bike. We, we had a discussion with this about, Remember we had the discussion about like modifying mm -hmm. bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Like especially adventure Yesterday's, bikes. Yeah. It is right. Oh yeah. yeah. That discussion. The number one thing you always need to do. Right. Right. Is you have to, well, the suspension. Number one thing. Right. But, but just in general, especially if you're buying an emissions compliant bike, it's like everybody wants to, you know, turn it into a race bike. So Takamoto can help you out. And of course we wouldn't be here without seat concepts. Seat concepts makes Logan's looking around for the seat. You want to know why it's, why it's not here? Cause you wanted it. For it's comfort. back up. No, it's back on my bike, bro. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't sit much, but when I do, my seat concept seat uh, with the um, I always want to call it Naga Hide, but it's called suede. Suede. I love that seat. I really do. So that's our sponsors, Logan. Talk about this one. Yamaha Two Strokes. Yeah, oh, George right. is a sponsor. Is he is. It's not. I don't see it on the list. I totally forgot to add it because I just copy and paste from the so, yeah. from last week's. And Where's the money? See, he gave you the money. He he, he paid. He Took paid him out front with cash. Dined him today. Wined him. Dined him. Wined Went him. to the VFW. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've never been in there. He gave Not me, the one in town. You you, you got to know someone. Introduced him to some women around town. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get him back. You're trying to get him back here in prop. <laughs> some local talent <laughs> well, it's gonna be better for him oh boy read that logan come on the yamaha yz two-stroke motorcycle experience pure performance and exhilarating power with a full lineup of yamaha two-stroke bikes 
Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022. The re-revised YZ125 makes for the perfect step-up machine. Featuring all-new engine, revised six-speed transmission, new brakes and suspension settings, improved rider ergonomics with new aggressive styling, and more. The YZ250 also delivers improved rider ergonomics, new front and rear brakes, updated suspension settings, and aggressive styling. For a truly race-inspired look, check out YZ250 and YZ125 Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions. And for the next generation of riders, the YZ65, YZ85, and YZ85LW deliver big bike specs in a smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter Victory Zone. Today. So, was that really strange that I didn't interrupt you during that whole read? Yes. You, you were waiting for it. I was. It's like getting sucker punched. I was really trying to mark spots. That you were, you were ready to just get... Yep. Yep. Because uh, I was I was ready, but I was just going to let you flow through that one because you mm -hmm. never know what's going to happen here. And on that note, Mike, um, Mike, Matt. Yes. Let's do the Let's do the chat room questions that are up there. Can we okay. can we bang through these? Because these people are here right now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, hit them because I see Todd Kelly has a big, long question and yeah. a few others. Logan, um, you want to pull up? Yeah, I, I've been it, it, Todd Kelly's actually the first one to, to put one in there. The rest of them just been comments jargon. Yeah, just jargon. Uh, unless Logan, do you want to test your Spanish? Because no. Victor Victor has questions. I saw that, but okay. Let's just let's just hit Todd's Kelly Todd Kelly's question. Come on, answer Victor's. Well, I'll try. Let's let's scroll we'll down see, so I can read we'll it, see Matt. If you can sort through it. Let's see. Uh, he will first. He asks a question. He says something like that. Tevasa poner baracho otervez. It says you're drunk and you have a boner. Is what I see. That's really strange. That is strange, <laughs> but it's Victor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody said they thought this was a dirt bike show. It is a dirt bike show. What would you like to know about um, dirt bikes? We're we can, getting to that. We can answer. We're getting there. We have to get you warmed up. I can't see the questions. I'll I'll work on it. So Todd Kelly asks, what what's a price on a sixteen KTM five hundred with two hundred forty forty one hours that you wouldn't pass up? It has some great components, but needs the fork service and a few other things. My cart is filled with about twenty six hundred dollars worth of stuff. I'd put on the bike, but I don't want to be into it that much. Give me your thoughts, Jimmy. Talk about modifying bikes. Ha, ha, ha. So, Todd, you should just look the other way. And if that guy's willing to sell that thing to me for like about $3,500, i have got cash and I'll take it. But in reality, at $16,500 with 241 hours i'm gonna just say that's a... Is this COVID pricing where it's high? I, well, Get we're... Two prices. We're... It, it, there's not it, it, that that's a new enough bike to where there's not two prices that's a that's a on the low end a very low end that's a six thousand dollar bike and on the high end it could get up to eight depending on the condition now 241 hours is in my world that's halfway worn out is that that makes sense like 500 hours is where you're going to, you, you should probably start thinking about do some, doing something and I wouldn't do anything. How, how many hours does your bike have on it? 
You don't know. Does your odometer still work? It was. Yeah, yeah, it still works. I don't know. It was, it, but it's it's got to be 350. 300 plus something, yeah. We just adjusted the first valve. First time the valve cover's been off that. Okay. So George is, George is a perfect example. He's a regular, just puts around, dual sport kind of, you know, riding. And we took his KTM 500 the other day. And he, why did, why was the gas? It was just leaking. Oh. It's been leaking from the. And it's never, the cover's never been off. No, never. Okay. So he had a little bit of oil dust. He had basically had dust collecting on the little bit of oil that leaked around the valve cover. And he got paranoid about it. And so he decided he was going to. You weren't paranoid? No, it was just people were pointing out there's oil and crap all down the side of your bike. So. How much did you have to add? Been doing that for years. Nothing. I never added oil. Right. Okay. So he, he ended up ordering some parts. We. My dad said, well, as long as you're pulling that thing off, let's measure the valves. We measured the valves and one exhaust valve was three thousandths out of ideal. So it was like, it was like, it wasn't three thousandths loose. I think it was one thousandth loose, but three out of ideal. And I said, this is so easy. Just pull the pin, drop a shim in it, the rocker, you know, you don't have to even have to loosen up the cam chain. Just ding, ding, ding. What'd it take us? 15 minutes? Yeah, I think most of the time was looking for tools because they were scattered all over your shop. But yeah, no, it was. It they was, were underneath my truck. It was a nothing burger, and that that valve cover comes off really easy on yeah. that bike. So There's this a is a so this, this is a three this is a three hundred fifty hour bike. How much how much do you want to sell that to me for tomorrow? Well, it's different. I was going to say I hope Jim's not watching because I do believe I know what you gave for his twenty twenty eighty eighty five or something like that. No, it was. I think so. No, it was. I think <laughs> it's a 2020. Yeah. I think it was eight grand, 85. Sure. I'm positive. I don't know. I go look in the checkbook. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it, it, and that was a, that was a fair price at the time because I needed it. Well, I really felt bad because remember that day I did that big eat shit last year around December and I you know, flopped on Jim's bike, on a brand new bike, brand new bike. Well, I ended up having to buy that bike. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it was offered to me, but you know, I paid it, you know, well, the problem was, is what did he need? He he went to the KTM dealer because he needed what a tire or a new air tires. filter. He needed an air filter. Air filter. He went in for an air filter. Jim went in for an air filter and came back with a brand new 2021 500. And so he had a all of a sudden a 2020 at a yard sale price. So I bought it. Well, he's it, doing the same thing with a truck right now. It needs a battery, maybe tires. He goes to the dealer, and I think he's he's a they didn't have the right color or something. Yeah. So okay, yeah. back to Todd's question. Yeah, yeah but right. So, um, if if you're going to put twenty six hundred dollars into it, uh, that's you know that's the thing is when you buy these used bikes in whatever condition they are, and you know I hey Matt, how is it buying a basket case bike? You should have just you, you should have just saved the extra thousand dollars yeah. and use that to buy yeah. a bike that was in a better condition. If it's a bike or a car though. You don't get the money out of it that you put into it. And those accessories, it makes it easier to sell. It's nice for the guy buying it, but you don't get your money out of it in all those modifications usually. Hey, and I made a deal today to sell the 400. That 400 is sold as is for $500 less than I wanted for it. But he decided he, he, he pointed out the problems with it. And I, and I, and there's everything he said, you know, it leaks a little bit of oil here and there, which is like yours. It weeps oil. It's not leaking. He feels like there's going to, there's going to be a carb issue that he wants to address, but he also wanted to learn to work on carbs. And then the 
the, and I didn't realize this until I looked at it in the, in the thing that the whole rear fender assembly with the license plate on it was flopping around. And I'm like, that's broken. Oh, you know what? Yeah. That just needs a couple of screws through it. I should have fixed it. No, no, no. It's, it's going to, it's going to fall off and end up on the ground. It's broken. Cause we, but, yeah. Oh yeah. We bungeed that up. We had to bungee it and. I it's, think it's just something that we forgot to mention. So it's broken. Put, put my yeah. weep up on there if you get a chance. I've sent it to your phone. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyway. so, oh, you're the one. You're the one texting me. Anyhow, so so it was like I went down five hundred dollars on a price, but I, my price wasn't really overinflated. It was just kind of where it was. But he made some points, and at this point, it's like I could have done. I could have fixed everything, and it would be a thousand dollars more. So instead of instead of whatever the price was, it should be a, it should be it should be five hundred dollars more and went five hundred dollars down. I'm like looking at the time, you know, time it would take and and like I He's told him, a good customer. Yeah, and when it comes to the schools and stuff like that. But if if we fixed if I fixed everything, it would cost me five hundred dollars to fix it, and then you know net net the the problems are gonna you know the like the leaky seals, the little things are you know but. I'll put new plastic on it and one tip over the plastic looks just like the plastics on it now. So it depends on what your $2,600 in. I think so that bike, the 16 is, is I was paying pre COVID. I was paying Bob. We're here. Is Bob here. What's he doing over there? I think he's grabbing us pizza. He's still getting pizza. Oh, I can pull up uh, George's photo by the way. That, well, that's when we talk about this little well, weep that Jimmy described. Yeah, talk it, about the he said, So Jimmy calls this a little weep. So you're seeing, yeah. But how long? How long has it been since that thing's been washed? That's well. It's that's hard to wash into there because the tank. I always wash it up as far yeah, as I yeah. Can. But but we're we're looking at a KTM 500 motor, and you're kind of seeing you're seeing a lot of dust covering up oil that kind of is seeping out of, and it's really coming out of one of the the valve cover bolt. So when, when you pulled that off, when was it loose or was it? No, it was, I, it was the right you know, torque. Two or three years ago when I noticed it, I checked all those. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So this has been going on for two or three years and, and now it's still the same. And, but you've never had to add oil because of this quote leak. No, I like, and I've gone like, I've gone 1500 miles on a tour between oil changes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's amazing how bad an and one oil valve was what? 2000 South. Yeah. Two, 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 3000. That, and that had nothing to do with this, by the way, but I'm just saying, you know, everybody's worried about 10 hour oil changes and all that nonsense. Yeah. So, uh, I think, I think I was paying like around five grand for 16s pre COVID. You know, 16s, 14s, but with with a lot of hours on them. And um, so, yeah, I don't know what a really good price is, but if if you're getting it for about six grand, I think that's good. I've, I've seen a is couple he selling of selling it, though. I no, I think he's buying one. He's he wants yeah. to buy it for like six. And then he, he looks like he has twenty six hundred into it. And at that point, you might be able to buy a twenty nine, two thousand nineteen, twenty twenty for the same price. And then but you're I promise you that at least half of Todd answer me this if I'm right on this thing. Half of that twenty six hundred of you, that you want to do, you would have to do to a brand new bike, even if you bought it brand new. In in your world, I'm guessing, just guessing. I don't know how I do that. How do I do that, Logan? I uh, buy that bike if you're going to ride it and enjoy it. <laughs> how do I guess this stuff? When was how old were you when you started your intern job at that magazine? A year older than you are right now. 
So do the math then to now. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, there's like 35 years of experience Mm -hmm. learning. If you need help with mental math, uh, there's a program for that now. Mental math. Yeah. 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 I, I, I you got more than 35 years in the game of this. So no, but this is when I started thinking about like moto journalism oh whatever it is so okay do we have any other good questions right up in the chat Did, yes. hopefully we answer that uh, uh flynn 825 that's the second part of the question so the first one. Oh, so flynn 825 have you guys tested the ims 2.8 gallon tanks on the newer wr models i believe we did but it, it i I, I want to say question. i want to say newer wr models by meaning the the backwards engine Yamahas and I, cause the, the frames have changed and stuff like that. The IMS tanks are about the only option for that particular bike to get some additional capacity. And yes, we have tested them. And I think there's something on dirtbiketest.com. That's this website that sort of brings this show to you. And by the way, when you're on dirtbiketest.com and you're like going to buy the IMS tank, click through the link that we have up there for Rocky mountain, uh, MC ATV. And you will be supporting this show. That's how your answers come to you because we get a little little slice of that. It helps us out. It makes us able to answer these questions. And also, so, how does the WR450 compare to the 500 EXC? It's a really touchy subject. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we have sponsors and we can't know. <laughs> I've, I've said on multiple occasions that the KTM 500 EXE, if I don't know anything about you, that just go buy one of those. Just if you say, I want a dirt bike, and you might be talking about doing adventure bike riding, you may talk about doing tight technical trail riding and stuff like that. The thing that the 500 EXE has that the WR doesn't is a license plate. Plain and simple, you can get a license plate on it. And in certain places, certain things, that's a very valuable asset. Now, when you start talking about the performance of the two bikes, they're kind of in a similar realm because the WR, the way that Yamaha builds a WR, it could almost get a license plate. In a lot of states, it can. It, it, it's, a, it's an emissions compliant bike. And in fact, it's actually almost more emissions compliant than a KTM because on the WR, you have to do certain things to modify it so you can get full throttle and take some of the restrictions out and things like that. So there's your, um, there's your, how does it compare net net? They're kind of trying to do the same things. If you just said, which one would you take? I would take the KTM 500 straight away every time very quickly. Good answer. Good answer. It's honest. It's the way it is. Victor. I see a comment here. Uh Oh, Victor said that the bike he's talking about the picture of mine looks like the funnel cake fryer at the LA County fair. (laughs) 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 Then somebody else, I can't read his name. He said, I'd part that bike out with an engine looking like that. Good. It's, you should sell it to me right now. How much? Really? How much? No, I'm not. That's a good bike. No, it's junk. It's leaks oil. Like (laughs) gets my fat butter. I'll buy that thing tomorrow for the right price. So, uh, Okay. Are we done with the quick and yeah, questions? Yeah, there's no more questions coming from the chat. So uh, you want to hit the questions that are in the uh, the other thing? Hey, so here's the thing. I'm going to let the chat know who our special guests are tonight. And then, and then what we want to know is we want to know who you want to have on here. First of all, we need to know who we kick off, 
which co-host I kick off the show and then who gets to take their place. So it's pretty simple. So you, you can kick George or Logan off and this, this could be your career. It could be going to kick Logan off. I'll leave before they throw Logan. Okay. So you pick George or Logan and that, that was a very good sympathy ploy there, George. You have 11 time Baja 1000 winner, Johnny Campbell. You could have Johnny Campbell on this show. He's in the house live. You could have Jimmy Tyler who can install a door better than any other person within a 20 mile radius in town, in the room. room. You don't want to go within town. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. Okay. So, so he's, he's good at pushing pencils and he can install a door. You can have, that's Logan's dad, by the way. Yep. You can have Logan. Eric, how do you say your last name? Citron. Seraton. Eric Seraton. Eric Seraton probably built most of the Baja bikes that Johnny Campbell won the thousand on. Would that be semi semi correct, Johnny? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if you want to know that this is the guy you really want to have on the show, because he can probably answer, especially Honda XR650 and CRF450X questions. He can answer those things with both of his hands tied behind his back. Oh yeah. And and then is is that the name of the shop? Factory Edge. Yes. Factory Edge uh, is bringing him here tonight. And then there's this other donkey rolling around in the room, Ricky Brabeck. He he's busy eating pizza, which is not on his diet. And as his trainer, his navigation trainer, I'm about ready to deck him so I can get some pizza. That's that's really. Or it. So, you can ask Jimmy to leave. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> hey, if if you would like any of those guys to replace me, I'm I'm I got two legs and I can walk because <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> but uh, those are your, those are your options for uh, the different um, co-hosts or you know our guests. We'll call them guests because they don't have to do the ads. Can you get through the write-in? Can you get through the write-in uh, questions quick? Yeah. Are there any that relate to these, to these guys? Expertise? No, they'll, they'll those will come up on the thing. But it's okay. So pick your pick your co-host, pick your guest, and if you're watching this thing, um, if you're listening to it on the SoundClouds or the, the iTunes or whatever they call those things, you should really join in live, and you can affect the outcome of this show. It's mm-hmm. like it's Absolutely. like crazy. So Logan, you want to you want to get get at this? What is Kevin? Thanks for addressing my question, even if I don't have a seat concept seat. You, you know that seat concept is a sponsor. Yes. And you would think that, you know, if you if you do have one, your your question goes to the front of the line. So if you're yeah, if you're, you know, using some of the stuff that we support in the show, and trust me, we're very picky about the companies that we mention and talk about on this show because we use them in in our world and we can talk about them comfortably and uh yeah i'm i'm sitting comfortably here because i wrote a seat concept seat today no monkey butt no monkey butt just you should just say to jimmy let me finish the question (laughs) (laughs) i agree that the 250 xc is what suits my needs the most what i want to say with a carbonate carbureted bike as long as i can as far as 
as suspension goes on a motorbike, I'd send it to Enduro Spec for my needs. As far as skill level, 45 years old, A-ish, MX track on Wednesdays and woods on the weekends. My local dealer is now a beta dealer. Rod, Rod's rides in the cross Wisconsin, in my opinion, would the 252 stroke race edition be an off the shelf do all bike. Thanks again, Kevy. You said in your opinion, that means my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So as, so he basically, he asked a question on tech talk taco Tuesday. Number what? 116 was our last show. We're in 117. Last one, year was 117. This is 118? Yeah, we're on 118. So he, he was in 117. He asked a question about like the, he was actually asking about SX or possibly um, a Yamaha YZ. And I'm like, hey, get the XC. And so he wanted to stay with carbureted bike, which all of a sudden is like, Oh, now I, you know, I, I kind of picked that out in the question because it wasn't explained, but I'm like, I see where he's going with this. He didn't want the TPI bike. And that's what the XC, the KTM XC was. So now he's, he's all of a sudden he has a beta dealer. He know he's got a good beta dealer and he wants to know what about the beta carbureted. So it answers his question. And then he said, race RR race edition. So all of a sudden that bike starts meeting his needs. He doesn't want a fuel injected bike. The good thing is it's oil injected. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to mix the gas anymore. So I, I like this. It's been really good. I think that off the shelf, the, 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 the race edition, the RR race edition has the cab fork, which is a step up um, in their performance thing. It has a couple of little, little goodies on it and stuff like that, but it has, it has a slightly different suspension. And I have had really good luck with betas. I don't think that you would be because all of a sudden now the suspension is kind of where you want it for like the cross country because his main focus cross country. The problem with it, the beta is the beta in the world of like off-road bikes, you have the KTM XCW and then you have the XC and the XC is just enough to do the motocross track. Maybe, you know, you can do the motocross track, the beta and I haven't ridden an race edition lately, but they tend to seem to be kind of similar to the, to the regular ones in setup. It's in between those two bikes. So it may just be a step softer than a KTM XC and maybe not as tunable because it doesn't have the air fork, you know, the, and the, the air fork is really easy to change. It's like changing spring rates is which kind of what you want to do sometimes when you go to a motocross track. So, but I think everything else about the beta would be really, really good. The power valve is adjustable. You can kind of tune the power, um, get, get that kind of, uh, power out of it. So, uh, I think when you all of a sudden it's like, I want a carburetor and I, it doesn't, everybody get suspension work done just because everybody. Yeah. The, they think they need to, right? Well, you're good. Well, we we've done this test before. <laughs> Placebo effect. Placebo effect on, but I don't think you're going to go wrong with a beta either. Uh, any of those bikes. Now that I understand that the carburetor is the primary concern, and we know we're going to need suspension work on almost anything more than likely to get it just right. And you don't have to do the suspension work right away. Ride the bike a little bit, figure out what you exactly want, and then and then do it. And I think on any of those bikes, the YZ250. 
the KTM XC or the Beta, you will probably, after riding it for 10, 15, 20 hours, you'll probably say, hey, it would be a little bit better like this. So when it needs to be serviced, have the have the guy you trust valve it and get it set up for you and go there. So, uh, Kevin, good luck with that. Uh, Redneck Supreme Leader 69. I have a, a question <laughs> just for fun. What would the worst slash most ridiculous product for dirt biking sold in the last 20 years? Ooh. I wish I would have read this question earlier. I don't know. Uh, spoke skins, maybe? Spoke skins? We got spoke skins from the crowd. That's that's ridiculous, stupid. I agree with this. Wherever you got that, a Cherby shirt. <laughs> the sexy shirt? No, that's the best product ever. No, no, no. Best product ever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna unbox one on the show live. <laughs> Anybody else got a good one, Eric? Worst product, worst thing you've ever seen. I've seen so many of them. Yeah. Not really so many, but there's enough of them. That um, God, what is the worst thing I've seen? Ooh. <laughs> it's probably something to do with the handlebars. Um. Yeah, there's been some interesting handlebar things. Uh, the, you know what? I, I know what it is. <laughs> so there was these things that you could plug into your spark plug cap, and then it was like another spark plug cap. Roost boosts, and and there was there was an. Uh, there was a that was the original one it was the roost boost and there was they 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 would intensify the spark and give so you more more power some legitimacy to that because uh i don't know if that product worked but i know if you increase the resistance uh-huh the coil builds up longer am i right bob and you might get a little more zap out of it is that true well, that's what the marketing people say uh i man i i in all of my testing stuff that i've done I've tested a lot of different things in the spark plug realm and the sparking this 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 boosting thing and man you could you could tell it changed something like the 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 inline spark enhancer and there was a lot of different ones you could tell it changed something but it didn't do anything that would like whatever $79, $129, $49 they were. I thought those were that was, I'm going to, I'm going to give that one, give it up for that one. Yeah. Uh, triple, triple bolt, triple clamp, triple bolt, triple clamps. Yes. Well, <laughs> it depends on what you're putting them on. Um, I used to, I used to take them out of, <laughs> I used to take one bolt out of the triple bolt, triple class. <laughs> that, that was gimmicky, but it did look cool. Right. Yeah. 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 Really rigid. Man, that's a, that's a, that's a redneck Supreme leader. That's a good question. I, I should, th I'm going to think about this over the course of the next week and we'll, hopefully we'll bring this back up. Um, <laughs> we're not sure where he's from he didn't get that information what does rocky penny want uh five or six speed transmission gearing i've got a 21 sxf 450 that i'm tuning into a desert bike i want more speed so your bike comes with a five speed and you know like when some people say desert bike, that means I'm just going to go fast on it. And at that point, you don't need the six speed. You can just gear up your five speed and you're always going to have 
you can't, you, you're not going to ride super technical stuff. So the taller first gear is not a big deal because you're not going to be riding technical stuff and you make fifth gear work for the speeds you're going. There's a lot of desert racing bikes that are only five speeds and they do quite well. And even with a good rider, they can, you know, work the clutch out when they need to and be careful with it and do that. But if you want to, you know, have the most versatility, in other words, a, a desert I can take you riding in the desert and you're going to need an extreme enduro bike. So it's like, what is, you know, there's places where you're going to need a first gear. And when you start needing a low first gear and a tall sixth gear, this is where six speeds help. But more than that, wide ratio spacing helps. So it's not so much like Yamaha has in their WR, like we just talked about, has a really good, probably the best five-speed transmission wide ratio wr stands for wide ratio they space the transmission out properly it has a first gear that's usable and a fifth gear that pulls top speed it's good ktm's five-speed transmission especially in the sx is designed for a motocross track so the ratios are very close so first is tall and fifth is low it's not an ideal gearbox for having some spread but you can shift the whole you know, by going to a smaller rear sprocket or one up on the counter shaft sprocket, one bigger on the counter shaft sprocket, you can shift the whole thing up a little bit and make that work out, you know, with your, but, and we have something on dirtbiketest.com. Trevor did a story about how to convert your KTM into a, from a five speed to a six speed. But I will also warn you that I think there are some changes in the newer engines that make that a little bit more difficult. And he, isn't he going to come on and talk about his bike? He's going to come on uh, after we come back from commercial break. So when we come back from commercial break, eventually uh, Trevor will help you answer this question. Cause I'll, if I remember, and I mean, and when I say, if I'm going to remember Matt, it's just my job to remember. Right. So you should remember too, Logan. Mm -hmm. I know you don't remember much. Yeah, it's like just in one ear, out there. What are you? Are you? Are you worrying about like what your girlfriend's out doing right now? No. Do you have one a girlfriend? No. No. Oh, you're available. Well, that's it. You're here. Hey, We're so here second, first. Uh, yeah. Someone was calling him cute in the chat. I, I, yeah. Hey, I Logan, just just go just go to lunch with George. <laughs> he, he will fix that for you. He can't go to the VFW yet. Oh no no no! This was just at a. We went to a Roadhouse. The Roadhouse. Yeah, Terrible's Roadhouse for got it for lunch. Hey, back, Victor, I translated his question. He wants to know what tire recommendation you have for Barstow to Vegas. Kenda Parker DT, one hundred percent, absolutely positive. That's the best tire for that. Both ends. Both ends. <clears throat> Run in the hard direction. Johnny, what you went a big ass dual sport ride? What'd you run? Uh, I actually ran um, Parker DT and Washougal uh, too. So, but it was just for test. Yeah, so he was Johnny's always Johnny, and Johnny's testing. He's kind of like me. But my choice would be Parker DT front and rear, hard direction. Hard direction, hundred percent. I like your hat too. By the way, looks like my hat. Kenda, sponsoring Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Training and JCR Racing here in the United States. Yeah. You guys had some, yeah, uh, Tara's back. Yep, back. Mom, mom racing. Mom power. Yeah. Online. She on Kenda's? What's she run? She's running Kenda's. At the Grand Prix, she had a Washougal three front and a, actually a Southwick rear. Oh, wow. So oh, because it was Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's the, so Victor, yeah, put that on. And Victor has another question. Um, what's his, what's Victor's question for our, he submitted this question via um, YouTubes or emails or something like that. Yep. Yep. So I will let Logan read the question and then I will play the video. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a video question. There's a, there's a video that goes with it. Goes with so it. So this is the question. Then he has a video of if he's doing it right. Okay. Read the question, Logan. I do this with all my bikes is easier to feather the clutch and grip the handlebar at the same time. Am I the only one that shortens the clutch lever? This is for single track on my lighter bikes and for dirt riding on the big one, Jimmy. So if you're watching the video right now, what you're going to see is, and I'll, I'll, I'll just, I haven't really, I kind of saw a clip of the video cause yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to play the video actually. So then they're, they're but, not going to be able to hear you, hear you while they, while the video plays. Oh, they, they aren't going to be able to hear me. Yeah. So I'm just going to switch. No, well then, then we're, you got to wait till I'm done talking because okay. we want to watch a we want to watch a silent video of so i'll no, tell you what silent. it's gonna it's, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be amazing so all the podcast people get to listen to does he talk during the video or is he playing mariachi music <laughs> it's in spanish it's, and there's mariachi music really oh so there's some content in the video <laughs> no no it's just him filing stuff it's him filing a lever off so we don't need to see this video okay so if sure, he had Mar anyway that's not a way to introduce new videos to your show yeah well, we, um, got we don't better need videos. to see it george we got we got better videos no we got better videos it's Victor, no it's show a clip of yeah but he should he should have asked this no. question while he's follow, filing his his lever yeah, no i agree here's in, in like because it you don't want to hear it like for imagine you're listening to this in your English car is a second language you may be a little shy imagine you're listening to this in your car and for the next 30 seconds you get to hear like this like when you pull over and well, get out and check well, it or something if you what yeah <laughs> i don't know we'll i fix it in post it's this has to that has this the show has to have a has to have a uh, show it has to have a, a audio component and I don't think that Again. filing a filing a lever for the next thirty seconds would be the best thing. So basically, he shows a picture, and I'll tell you what happened. It would have been over already. <laughs> well, I know that, but <laughs> but what happened was Victor probably tipped over and crashed, and he broke his lever off, and he didn't look like a you know like a guy who didn't replace his lever. So he filed it down, which I agree with. He should file it down so the sharp points are done. But I don't necessarily cut my lever off because it. If you're only using two fingers on it like you're supposed to, the lever sticks out an, an, another bit of distance. It's it's out farther than your other fingers. It doesn't matter where that part of the lever is. Like that lever, that part of the lever is not necessarily doing anything unless it's already bent in and it's like bumping into your knuckles. Then, yeah, then maybe you might want to cut it off or put a new lever on. But anyway, so he, he just filed his lever down and made it. He basically made a shorty lever. Back when I was a kid, when I was your age, Logan... You could buy these things called dehandlers. Mm -hmm. yep. They were, they were, they were, uh, what was the name of the company that made those? It was, uh, was it Ori Grips or, or, or there was like, there was a company that was Sunline. Sunline, Sunline dehandlers. And they were like plastic and they supposedly flexed, but I broke them. I but, think, I think Egan's owned that company. Yeah, Dave Eakins. Yeah, it was. They made gold the sparker, belt. the Kersman bullets, and gold yeah. yeah, gold belt. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so they had these dehandlers that were shorty levers, and now companies like ASV makes you know different style levers. There's a lot of companies that make different style levers to accomplish this. But um, 
Victor, you poor bastard. <laughs> 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 Buy a new lever. <laughs> so, or, or, hey, I'm not going to lie. I've got a lot of levers that are exactly like you just like in the video. So where he, hey, maybe at the end of the show, you could just tack his video on. So at the end of the show, after the thing, we could just have the, right. have him filing his lever down. It, right. It, it's almost like actually. It'll, it'll, you know, it'll be a soothing sounds to go to sleep to. <laughs> right. Like that video we always talked about making. Right. I don't think people going to sleep on this show is a problem. I think we can put them to sleep pretty regular looking at the peanut gallery. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, this is a Mojave Bob question. Oh, I didn't know. You, 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 you have this one? You read, yeah, it off the, read it off the page after, there. After this question, we'll go to a commercial break. Okay. Sounds good. And, we'll, and do, we have a, do we have a winner for the, the guest? For the guest? Uh, I think Johnny. Johnny? Yeah. He's he's in the he's in the hot seat hot right seat. now. He's perfect, close. Perfect. He's closest one. Oh, good, oh, I, I, saw, I saw him falling asleep when he was uh, not in the hot seat. Dude, that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah. The homeless guy in the peanut gallery, that's Johnny Campbell? Okay. <laughs> he's not a homeless guy. <laughs> well, look at him. He gave me gas today. I would have run out. I wouldn't be here for this show if Johnny had given me right gas. Now. <laughs> I have two homes, but I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question. Feels good to know that I have learned how to set up my suspension. Thank you for all the tips over the years. Initially, I tried a stiffer rear spring. And we are talking about a Beta 300RR, by the way. With the stiffer front spring. I could tell the bike was not balanced within just a few miles. I put a softer stock rear spring on and it was magic. The front fork is still feels strange with it tops out in the whoops. Almost like there's no top out spring. I'll probably play with the rebound clickers a bit more. The bike is... Handling very good overall and is a total blast to ride in all terrain. Okay. So this is uh, this is our buddy, San Felipe Bob, who's, he just fell asleep in the chat room. I yep. just saw his, just saw his notes there. Well, it's probably because I accidentally clicked uh, your cam instead of Logan's. So, oh, well, that's, that's why you're going to get replaced next week. Yeah. Yeah, I know. The, all the, the, I've got a, I've got a little thing here. It's the mistake of Tron. I'm you know, checking them out. So Bob is he so it's funny because he's texted me well you can only imagine maybe 20 times today and some of it was about batteries and some other issues and stuff like that but he he's thanking me for you know helping him learn how to set up suspension because he's basically been standing around when i've been telling other people how to set up suspension he kind of has an idea so he's a yamaha guy bob was blue crew forever and all of a sudden he decided he wanted something and he couldn't figure out exactly what it was and I guess I talked him into buying a beta. He bought a beta 300 and he's really happy with it, except the suspension. It's not, you know, it's not a Yamaha. It's not what he's used to. Yamaha's tend to feel a little bit more planted. And he's, you know, we're talking about, he was riding a WR 450 and before that a WR 250, which is the two stroke. And he's had these bikes till the wheels fell out from underneath them. And so I can understand that the beta to him would feel a little bit stiff and a little bit rigid, more precise, all the things, all the directions that bikes, if you haven't ridden a new bike, you know, a newer in the last five years bike, you would be amazed by how I would say stiff they've gotten. And it's stiff in every aspect, like the suspension set up a little bit stiffer. The chassis are stiffer. 
there's a lot of these things. So he started struggling with it. He's a, he's a taller guy. So he's a more pendulum effect. And he's probably, he's got to be at least 200 pounds, which is probably on the, the North end of the weight scale for it. So I think he went springs front and rear to begin with. And the rear spring was just too much for him. And my kind of go-to when I start talking, if I don't know anything about, you know, what I'm going to do for every two rates, I go up in the front, I go up one in the rear. This is kind of how I chase it. So if, if let's just say if the, if the spring rates are four, six, four, eight, five, Oh, if I go from the stock four, six to a four, eight, I don't feel like I need to go up one in the rear yet but if i go up two steps in the rear then i'm pretty sure oh yeah two two steps in the front i'm pretty sure i need to go up one in the rear i need to kind of chase it there so he went up one step each and he felt the and it's like his feel told him this you know he said okay yeah so he went back to it and now he's now he's happy with it uh but back to the the top out so He's put stiffer springs in there. It's more force pushing back down. The first thing I would check would be oil height, oil level, because sometimes, you know, the, the oil starts splashing around. It's open cartridge force. Oil starts splashing around and stuff. And so at the very end of the stroke, there's not enough oil to kind of it, it, at that point, everything is extended. There's probably a little cavitation in there. So the first thing I would try if it was a top out problem would be to add a little bit of oil. And this will also help with bottoming resistance. So, there, there could be that. That'd be kind of the first thing. And then if you haven't played with the rebound clickers, I would definitely try that and do, do big changes, mark down where you're at, do big changes, see if they make a difference and then, and then try it. But this is all part of, you know, just suspension testing. This is what you do. These are the, these are the kind of the, the steps. So are we at, are we at our commercial break, Mark. Yep. Yep. Okay. And uh, when we come back, we'll uh, have Johnny on and Trevor will be on the line. It feels like I have three pages of questions left. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Sounds Commercials. good. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. Yeah. 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 Well, I said 30 seconds. What's up, guys? We're back. <laughs> Tech Talk Taco Jimmy Lewis Tuesday. He's doing great. I, I said 30 seconds. 30 seconds ago or right Dude, now? Those are 30 Jimmy, seconds ago. Hey, Jimmy seconds and real seconds are minutes versus seconds. You always wonder how I beat you every time we do a rally. I know. Hey, but I guess who won today? I have warped since time. You got roosted today. No, I didn't. No, we didn't even set up the board. Sheesh. We didn't set up the board. We don't need to set up the board right now. You know what I'm doing, Ricky, right now? You know what they call this? This is um, Miller High Life. This is the champagne of beers. And the reason I just open it is because I'm celebrating my victory today on uh, our last stage back from uh, Dumont. Dude, you lost. No, I'm pretty sure I pulled in the driveway first. Pretty sure you wanted to drag race across the dry lake bed? The dry lake bed. Yeah, what was I riding? You're riding... What? 
the old Husaberg, and it lost. Nope. Husaberg did not lose. You said you had to back her down because you were getting dusted out too much. No, I had you to back her down because it because no, I was we were on the dry lake bed. I kid you not, you were able to go probably like a mile an hour faster than me on the dry lake bed. I didn't even give it full gas. Well, neither did I. I had to back off because I was I didn't spinning. want to dust you out because that would have been really messed up with me. Yeah, well, that's what you think. But you did you did throw out a compliment. You did notice something about that Husaberg. Yeah, I did. What does it have? What does it have a lot of? A lot of torque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, enough Husaberg yeah. talk. Yeah, I like my... That's why I'm opening the champagne of beers. I'm celebrating <laughs> my victory today. I wish I could have ate dinner. It's right there in front of you. It's right there. I'm working on it. Yeah, uh, your co-host is there for a reason. So, yeah. Let's slurp that thing down. Okay, what are you guys going to talk about? We don't even know. No, I'm not. Okay. What, uh, I think, do we have questions for these guys? Uh, yeah, we do, actually. I mean, they have actually. questions for Eric, so maybe Eric should come on. All right, Eric, come on. Eric's going to come on later. We only have uh, the two microphones right now. We're supposed to do Rooster Ando, but can we, can we throw Ricky's... Um, Bike sales pitch in there. Oh, Trevor's calling. Hold on, let's let's handle Trevor. Let's do Trevor. Hey, so yeah. I'm, before you answer, you just, want these? We're gonna give him a really hard time because you know you and me and him may have won the Baja 1000. Hey, uh, Trevor, uh, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. You are live. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, we we every once in a while we'll take someone like you. You're sitting here with um. Uh, three guys that have won the Baja 1000. Do you ever aspire to do that? Uh, not really. No, not really. Uh, yeah. Not, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you could talk me into it tonight. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um, is he, is he, is he, would he be qualified to apply for a JCR team ride? Trevor? He's like a, he's like one of, he's doing what I used to do. You know, like you can just like ride for anybody. Yeah, I know. He actually, that's kind of a nice position to be in, really, because then you can kind of pick your flavor. Right. When you want to ride a Husaberg, you ride a Husaberg. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you might go really fast on a dry lake bed, or you might break down in the middle of the desert. That only happened one time, and even Kendall couldn't get me fixed. I, man, it, but it made it back. I made it back to the truck, right? It's okay. I always have a toe strap, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Trevor, welcome to the show. You're going to try to talk to, um, to three guys that have won big ass races on Hondas. And you're going to talk about a what? Uh, one well, of those orange bikes, orange ones. That's a, called a KTM. <laughs> I actually, yeah. I actually recommended a KTM 500 EXC to um almost anybody that called in but you you don't really go for the 500 you're more of a 450 guy um yeah we race 450s i don't know if i'm mad enough to ride the 500 just yet okay yeah working working up have you ever won yeah. uh, best in the desert overall number one yeah a couple Ricky? times yeah I think, oh, geez. Now I feel like left out. I think I have like four. So the other three guys I'm talking to have all won best in the desert championships. And we tried to win the Vegas Torino once. But I he... didn't do very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can show you the rock I hit. It's still there. Yeah. It's right on the side of the road. And, I can, and you can probably show me the dent in the fork leg. Yeah. Actually, I wish you could get me that thing because I'd like to hang it up on my wall of destruction. Yeah, that this fall? Uh, no, there's there's one in the in the shop. I'm starting to hang up pieces of things that I've smashed, like that rim. 
that I did today. Do we have a picture of this? Hey, you have a lot of KTMs. Um, you might need a bigger wall. <laughs> the, oh, the rim. <laughs> oh, you mean my, all my bikes should just be hanging up on the wall? All right. You ready for the rim picture? Yeah, put the rim picture up. Yeah. So this happened today. This is a picture of the, the oh, wheel. Man. When I showed up out at Dumont today, this is what my front um, rim looked like, just in case you're wondering. I think Matt's the only one can see it. Yeah, I think the whole chat will see it eventually. I It'll see it right pop here. Pop up there on oh. George's iPad. Uh, yeah. So it's it's not a brand new one anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna have to send that off to W to get that thing fixed for sure. So uh, Trevor, you wanted it. You wanted it. Uh, we have a guy that wanted to know about a six speed transmission. Do you have a six speed transmission in your bike currently? Uh, yes, we do. It's kind of a. Uh, it's kind of tricky now. Like two twenty twenty, I think it was. KTM went to the ankle or ankle transmission, right? Um, and so that used like a different line and all that stuff. So for like the newer bikes, we just put a twenty nineteen transmission in it. So you just took the whole the, the new stuff out and put old stuff back in. Yeah. Okay, so it can yeah. be done. Yeah, I think the EXCs are still the old style. So if you can get new EXC parts, I think they would work. But I think that will check that. Well, um, yeah, because someone asked that question earlier. So, uh, okay, so what was next on your agenda? I know you had an agenda. Uh, I think Matt had an agenda. Matt had an agenda. Yeah, he, he wanted hey. to talk about his KTM. Yeah, so... Because so, he's got a, there's supposedly a write-up coming up. So you're it. supposed to tell everybody about the store and dirt bike test. Yeah. Is it up there? Uh, how much? Uh, it's almost done, but <laughs> ran out of time. This is, this is, this is what we work with. He's, he's coming on to talk about something that's not done. It's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like this whole it's show. It's kind of like the show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> well, yeah. Ricky, Ricky told me earlier, he thinks the show would be a lot better if I just cut the questions to 30 second answers. Do you think that's a good, I mean, it's not a bad idea, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, hey, some questions go on for like 30 minute answers and it's like, man, it's like a yes or no. Because Ricky, the problem is Ricky, he's like a racer and he's got a, he's got a bedtime and stuff. He has to go to bed early, all the other things. So he didn't, yeah. we're keeping him up late. <laughs> you want to make a road book? This is a good time no, to make a road book. I woke up at 4.30 this morning to come out here. <laughs> I know Johnny fell asleep once already. Yeah. The answer was so long. I was just so there snoozing. You're not the typical, you're not the typical audience for this show. No, I, I mean, this guy's wanted to know if a 2016 was a good bike to buy for six grand or something. What was your answer? No. Okay. What, what does Ricky have to sell? Doesn't he have an XR 650? I think there's a video about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It we'll, should, uh, we'll share oh, it with well, the, uh, we'll it share should, it with the, with the chat here. Cause what we're, what we really want you to do is we want you to start sending in video things. So this is sort of a, we couldn't tell it was a rooster endo submission or just a bike sales. No, pitch. it's a rooster endo, dude. Because you said last week on episode whatever that was last week that it would be cool if we did video intros for Rooster Indo. And I did it thinking a lot of other people would do it. And right. I heard when I heard that nobody did it, dude. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, we got others. But anyway, I'll, I'll... what's up, guys? Episode 357 of Rooster Indo. With me, I brought my XR650. 
personally never ridden it in the dirt just down the street around the block here there whatever anyways we got the precision concepts suspension maxis tires amy grips rental bars ims products tank stock seat air box update right there chain sprocket xr's only chain guide she's doing great um thing runs my dad's ridden it twice both barso to vegas other than that it's for sale so let's give it some roost and hopefully someone buys it okay so the, the question is what's the price um i have it up for five thousand five yeah it's plated oh california plated no I, arizona oh arizona i got a california plated xr 650 with electric start well, I don't have that, uh, but yeah. it starts, it starts up first. Problem is there's, there's no parts for the electric start and it's got about <laughs> 10 more starts in it. <laughs> and Heather told me I can't sell it. <laughs> so I've um, never even ridden the bike. So do we have a picture of this? Is it in, is it in one of the things? Uh, I it's, thought it was. It's in the one, grab those, grab all that stuff in there. We'll find that. And then, then I'm going to, okay, here's the picture. Yeah. The picture's up. Uh, I'm getting it up. I thought I had it ready. I thought the show was good too. I thought it was I too, would, but <laughs> I was, you, you, you know what? I, I think I deserve a, a little pay cut after after tonight. An XR650 is an XR650. So, oh, you don't even have the JCR1X triple clamps. Dude, I don't know anything about these bikes. <laughs> <laughs> he was Kiddo. Too Kiddo. Too I don't I hardly don't either. I was pretty much done by the time like like this this bike almost finished me off. It's just a yeah, legendary. By the time you endowed, you were done. Yeah. It's a legendary Baja yeah. bike, so I thought I needed Except it. then after you bought one and you rode it into the ground, you put probably put like twenty five thousand miles. I had to rebuild the top end on it. And I, I was actually blown away by when I rebuilt the top end on it, like how much power it got gained, like, cause that's how tired it was. I mean, it, the problem it, that the Altar sand dunes, like bucket full of sand in the airbox. Yeah. Yeah. Because that you, doesn't help. Yeah. But, you had some no toil, like wound up filter. You tried to put in there. I, like I a dirty pair of underwear or something. Well, it actually, it plug it completely plugged the filter. Cause it was like silt and sand. And then, and then the thing has so much suction. It actually made the filter shrink and then it sucked. <laughs> Cause it, it I, I could tell you stories about how this bike was developed and you could probably tell a lot of stories about how this bike was developed and all, all really good intentions, but a lot of kind of cockamamie ideas. And that air filter was very, uh, we'll call it Husky-esque. You know, this one single-sided, very easy access, all this stuff. Probably not the best for like if you're if you're looking at like what we call Honda durability standards and just like it has to do this. And especially when you replace the filter with an aftermarket one that doesn't meet the same standards. But that thing sucked a metric ton of sand. <laughs> into the motor and it went back to the altar like two more times after that and sucked more sand and so yeah top end really helped it out <laughs> what, what an indestructible pig so the, I, how much sand does this one suck Ricky? my dad's the only one that's ridden that thing since i've owned it so i yeah, don't like know a dual sport ride. hey if that you took brand new he rode it barso to vegas that's and a, he only did one day each year that's a really nice chariot for barso to vegas and barso to vegas is in a couple weeks if you're looking for a B2V bike, this would probably be a really good I bike. Got, yeah, I got like bags good. and stuff for it too, but I thought it was maybe going to ruin the rooster endo picture. So I didn't the put them on. Because <laughs> it does have the, is that a, is, is that a factory 
side no. panel. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get the the airbox cover? XRs only. Oh, they do that too. Yeah, well, they, I did it. But they I made patterns like once once we designed that for in, in the factory in the race bike. Yeah, and then you know we kind of everybody started copying the dimensions of the holes and everything. But then I seen some other six fifties like we can't talk just, about this for more than thirty seconds. By the way, dude, you just went on forever with your aunt about your freaking Altar bike <laughs> and the hunk of turd. Yeah, <laughs> hunk of turd. Oh, if, if I had a bell that made the inverse sound of a bell, I would have rung it right now. But keep going. <laughs> no, I just about the side plate pieces. I just seen I've seen six uh, fifties with big old holes drilled in. Hmm. Like five, no, five that, holes. That, that whole design there is actually. From, it works. From HGA, like the specific size and design was for maximum. So, power up kit. yeah. Power up kit. What was a power up kit in that thing? Standard bore, right? Yeah, it was still a six. High compression. High compression. Cam. Piston, camshaft, uh, clutch springs. Uh, and the cam chain was one link thicker, right, Eric? Yeah, it, it didn't have a clutch basket though, and no. final that was that was a six hundred. Yeah, it did have the updated uh, clutch basket um, sleeve. Yeah, because so it was it was an HRC kit. I wonder if you could yeah. still buy that. Nope. No, no, that was no. just like kind of a limited, long, limited. Long time ago, it went away. Yeah, and those are hard to get. It, you, you. There, it was. You, a, you had you had to know how to get them. You yeah, could get them, but you had there to, was a part number. There's a Honda part, so right. you go to your dealer and order one. Um, but they were actually really a bargain. I mean, yeah. for what you got out of right. them, right? You know. Hey, so, the 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 XR650. I mean, forever. It, it's like if you wanted a bike, even well, God, with all the hoops that are down there now. But if you're not going to ride in the hoops down in Baja, or you just want to like knock some miles out, this is a great bike, and so. This is going to go on the roof side, not because it's your bike and not because it's for sale and you're using this as a, as a, you know, I'm going to talk about your bike too much right now. I wasn't Actually, using we're it. We're going on at least 29 I minutes. I wasn't using it for, for anything, but I was using it for the video for Rooster Indo, like you said last week to do. Right. No, it's good. Ricky set an example that everybody should follow and you should buy Ricky's bike. That It's probably going to be gone tomorrow. You sell a Sprinter van too? What else you sell? No. Selling? A Razor. Sprinter yeah. van, a Razor. And and my small van, small van, dinky. dinky, dinky. Ricky's yard selling. He's got to sell everything he owns to go back over to Dakar so he can win again. Because that's the way Dakar riders work. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, I was going to say that 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 when we first started riding the KTM 500s, they were. We talked about this earlier, stiffer, more aggressive, lighter. They danced a little bit more. And we all missed our KTM 500s. I mean, our, we missed our XR 650s. A lot of us, that's that was our long distance go-to bike. And we started finding that if we put a one bigger counter shaft sprocket on the KTM and put a five gallon tank on it and did all the stuff, we could almost get it to feel like that. Never like this. It never went tug, tug, tug. It was a little more <laughs> aggressive, but... Um, and I, and like I, like I told Johnny when I was, he was asking me like how my Husaberg ride was today down to the dunes. I said, it's like an XR650. It makes all that power until like the XR650 would just kind of flatten and sign off. My Husaberg has 2000 more RPMs of increasing power at that point like that. And it's like almost lighter. So, <laughs> okay. That's a roost. Next, next, next one on the list. Why don't we should do uh, Trevor's bike tre uh, next. Oh, is, is Trevor, Trevor still on the line? Yeah. 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 Trevor, you still there? I Trevor. Still there. That's, that's why I was did like, you, hey, we should uh, do Did you bike. fall asleep? Kind of. I did. Kind of. 
Did you learn anything? Kind of. Did you learn anything? I did. Okay. I did. I actually, I got an offer to race someone's XR650. And after listening to that, maybe I might have to take them up on it. It would be an education. And, and as long as you can get the brakes to work a little bit better, that's a great bike. Like that, that, cause it's a heavy bike. It's hard to slow that sucker down. Oh yeah. We got stories. Yeah. <laughs> we got stories. <laughs> uh, okay. Where's Trevor's bike? Uh, it's over there. Oh, there's a picture in there. Yeah. He was gonna. Trevor, why don't you tell us about Sheesh. your bike? Yeah. He uh, has, he has one. Oh, it just says the year what it is. Oh, but Trevor's going to tell us all about it. So this is Trevor's 2012. Wait, no, 2000 and what? I just dropped the sheet. 21. 2021. 450 DSXF. Okay, Trevor, go. Go? Go. Uh, about 30 seconds or more or what? Just tell us the important part so I can decide yeah. whether this bike rooster endos because right now it's slipping down the scale. It's starting to it's starting to angle. Well, it's <laughs> it's starting to angle like this, but it's going backwards. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so, it's got the uh, it's got the big not in that picture, but we raced all year on the big four and a half gallon tank that you just talked about. That right. was a big roost for that bike. Um, gearing fifteen forty eight to try and keep up with Ricky. Top speed. Uh, what about? Top speed, uh, like one eleven, one thirteen, somewhere around there. You gonna call BS on that? I don't even. I never. I didn't enough. go that fast. He never went that fast. When he beat you, he never went that fast. So keep going. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, has a Kenda Parker DT rear tire? I know this Jimmy approved. Best tires ever. That's it. Yeah, just it just went, it just started roosting. Now it's it's going that way. It's a, a Kenda front tire. I won't name the model, but it's a Kenda front tire. Which which uh, one? Do you, oh no! You, what? No way! You you guys run? You tell us what you guys really run. DOT tires. No, uh, You're, he's well, afraid to say. He runs the. He doesn't want to give out his secrets. I get it. Everybody here. Like a lot of guys are running those DOT tires. I never would. Yeah. It's but, the, think the K270, they call it, the rear tire. Not the Trackmaster. No, it's like... It's, the, it's the more tire. dual sport one. It's like the, the, yeah. the Bear Claw or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. When you're, it works when you, for us. When your partner likes to ride a gear low and spin. <laughs> and make dust. Make du Oh, Ricky says you guys make a lot of dust. You make a lot of dust? All right, that's good. Not enough, I guess, but... Yeah, and then front tire is Washougal too. I know you don't really like that one, but we've come to like it, I guess. Uh, PC exhaust, race gas, other than that, it's all soft. Six-speed tranny, like we talked about. Um, what kind of race gas, bud? Linkage. Yeah, that's about well, they it. they pay for it, so they're not going to tell you. F&L. Uh, F&L, that's F &L. good. What yeah. about nitro mooses? Yeah, we got nitro mooses. What about your TM Design Works stuff? Protection. TM Design Works skid plate and chain guide. We got seat concept seat too. That's good. That's but, uh, why it's like slowly going up the roost factor. What about? I'm just curious. What about your big your big sponsor? Who's your big sponsor? Um, Three Brothers KTM. Okay. And John Kilmartin. John Kilmartin. Yep. You brought it. We brought him home the number one plate for another year. Yep. Are there good videos on dirt bike tests of you plowing through silt? 
Yes, there should be. <laughs> right. And and no no donkeys were harmed in the making of this number one plate. Not this bike. No. Not this one. <laughs> no, I think so, we hit we hit some rabbits and some birds, but no no large animals. Geez. Hey, what happened in that silt pile, Vegas Trino, bud? Uh, I kind of I don't know. I ran out of talent. Maybe I think you ran right into what you saw you were going to hit. What was that? I think you ran right into what you saw that you were going to hit. Would yeah, I kind of uh, came up quick. I didn't really see it till like last minute. Is that where you passed him? <laughs> no, it's when he kissed the front no. fender and went off the track. Oh, on, a, on one of the ball. videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want to see these videos, you got to you got to watch Trevor's videos when he puts them up on dirt bike test. I know, you know, he's just trying to, you know, increase his exposure, but they are worth watching. Yeah, <laughs> like, <dude>. like <laughs> I sit there and watch them and I just go, oh man, you need to come out and see some Jimmy Lewis off-road training schools. <laughs> That's what I say. Cause I'm always thinking about myself, you know, when we're doing this, so, <laughs> you um, can probably make it this weekend. You could make it this weekend. You don't have a race this weekend. Do you? Um, there's an SRA, but I'm not, uh, you're I'm not, not, you're not married to it. I bet you could learn a lot more by coming out to our two-day training this uh, Saturday and Sunday in Pahrump, Nevada, than you could by going to a really awesome SRA Grand Prix and winning a trophy. I'll give him another uh, sticker. Uh, George, uh, we got a sticker thrown in the match. You can win a sticker if you come out here. Oh, and if I get a sticker, then I'm all in. The best part will be Logan will be telling you how to ride. <laughs> <laughs> and he's throwing up the number one symbol right now because, Logan, do you rate? you you be there. You won't be there. Wow. You got to work this weekend or something? You got a real job? He's getting married. He's getting married. Yeah, that's what happens. Oh, man. He doesn't that's have a girlfriend yet, but he's, he's getting married. married. <laughs> so, okay, well, I think your bike roosts. I'm going to put it right up there. Roos? Right, right behind the XR650, but kind of like close by. That's, it gets <laughs> your right, roost. I'll take it. So you can check, check off all your bo boxes on your sponsorship list that you did. And uh, we should get, I'm going to look at it. Is there more stickers that we missed out on? Is there a George sticker on it? There's no George sticker on it. No, we ran out. No. Factory Connection does your suspension? Um, yes. I'll just, I'll just say yes. You just say yes? That's what the sticker says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the forks are pretty good from them. Yep. And then for the shock, we did some, uh, some, some testing and stuff. It's a little different, but. Yeah, wait, the bike works really good. Wait, you, you did to get you, you did there. you did testing. Yes. This is we this is something it. I've been trying to get him to learn about is like testing. Like testing is like they show up and they ride the bike and then they go, "Okay, I've ridden it." And then that's done. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really not a lot of testing. Don't bring anything to test. Don't bring any testing. So, hey, you excited about riding YZ125 tomorrow, Trevor? I cannot wait. Okay. You're going to wait a long time because I'm first in line <laughs> and then you have to shoot a lot of photos of me. And then Matt's going to stand next to you and talk to you about how awesome I rode. How awesome you rode. Yeah. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> so, okay. We'll see you tomorrow morning at about seven 30. I, I will be there. Okay. Bring all your video stuff. Uh, I will do that. <laughs> okay. See you tomorrow. Right. Bye. All right. See ya. Okay, that was Trevor Hunter. He is the probably the person that puts up the most content on dirtbiketest.com these days. Yes, yes. Yeah, because I'm always busy trying to fix my truck truck, truck or something truck like that. Truck guy. I'm like Dodge mechanic. Showing Ricky how fast I am most of the time out in the desert. <laughs> uh next bike on Rooster Ender, Ricky. Pick one. Say the name. Uh yeah. So there's like 
couple left, but this one really caught my eye because okay. um, it's a, it's a Husqvarna. But I mean, that thing is definitely built. Trailmaker. That's a trailmaker bike. Chad, it's Chad Grass. Grass's bike. And chainsaw. I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> dude. Look at the chainsaw. It's not even a small chainsaw. It's a, like a real chainsaw, like a big one. That's a twenty-six inch bar. So I'm saying it's not like one of the little tiny ones you carry in a backpack. That's no. a real. So I like this. So so this is this is um. It's a mostly stock twenty twenty FE five hundred one S. And I like this guy because if you're going to carry a chainsaw like that, you're clearing trails and you have no idea how many people that go out and ride all those trails and never clear them. And they haven't, they don't appreciate you as much as I do, or I think a lot of us do. And how come you don't have a Husqvarna chainsaw on the front <laughs> of that thing? I mean, at least a steel. Come on, come on buddy. So come on, bud. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> come on bud. It's a, it's a, it's like, that's like that's like you know driving a Ferrari and having a Hyundai sticker on the front <laughs> with an Echo Dude, the, chainsaw. The poor guy had the chainsaw before the bike, most likely. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. So then you think he's going to have a Husky chainsaw like next year when he sends this photo in? No, because that chainsaw probably works fine. It probably does. Just that's painted a- white, dude. well it looks like a steel like the steel is the ferrari of chainsaws anybody that's into like wood cutting wood yeah like knows knows this isn't echo and echo and steel like the same Mm, i don't think so yeah echo i mean i i I don't have any so i don't really i can't really bag on them but i mean i i I use steel chainsaws and they they're really good i've 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 run Huskies before and they're okay. I have, what's the other one I have? I have a big one. This is a roost. It goes way up here for cutting trails. Awesome job. Next one. I wonder bike. where he's cutting trails at. If he's cutting trails. Yeah, where's he at? No, we don't want to talk about, we never talk about where they're at. It's just, he's doing a good job and then you, you have to go find it. It's super top <laughs> secret. Like we talked about, Johnny went a really dual, good dual sport ride. Hey. I'm going to say where. Hey, Dude, how was your, have- how was your event, by the way? Your uh, handstands hand, at 100. Handstands at 100 miles an hour was really good event. Um, you know, we we were able to, uh, yeah, well, I'm just going to say that the event was about the people that were there. You know, it wasn't Scott or I, but we, uh, we just got it together and hosted it. And over 300 people showed up and it was really fun. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, old desert racers some young desert racers like Trevor and, and, uh, and Heinz were there and stuff, but they, um, but yeah, it was just a really neat reunion guys I hadn't seen in like 25 years. And I mean, we could have stayed there for hours and talked just, and stuff and just caught up and whatever. It was super fun, but we did start off with a dual sport ride in the morning. Um, it's just a uh, really easy. It was kind of like a, an add on event to the event. But um, I mean, some people like, like for me, I, I, I don't want to say hate going to those events, but I literally, I don't like going to like events where I stand around and talk. That's what I do on Tuesday nights. And it's just all a shill, but <laughs> <laughs> and the good thing is I control this. So I can just talk about myself the whole time. This is different, but like, so we've been to the trailblazers event and I've been to some of the off-road hall of fame things and, and stuff like that. And it's like, I, I understand. I kind of understand. I get the the thing, but it's cool to be able to get to see. I mean, I like to go to them because I get to see guys that I haven't seen for a long time and, and guys that have just sort of disappeared. I remember, I remember guys that I knew when I was younger and growing up that, that 
were desert racer guys or, and I, it took me a while to get into it, but then I started learning who the guys were, Yeah, you know, the guys that had won the same number one plates that I'd won 10 years earlier yeah. that, that, that did. And where did they, and I was curious, like, what did they go do afterwards? Cause like desert racing is not really a career. We somehow have turned it into a career, but like, what did they go do afterwards and where did they go? And you get to, you know, talk to these guys and then, and then same thing. And I, and I'm always stoked when I see younger guys there, like Ricky showed up at trailblazers this year. And I didn't know that Trevor went, I'm now I'm pissed off because he should have done a damn story on dirt bike test. Hey. He should have you know wrote up about it, but like, and it's 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 hard to get to those events, and it, I, mean, I imagine the future of these sometimes might be doing some sort of online, you know, podcasting to, uh, videos of them, so people can join in from everywhere. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that are really interested. But I'm I'm stoked that you and Scott got together to 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 do that and put it together because I think it's like Trailblazers is like kind of the I want to say the older older generation. Like that's like we're we're the kids like Ricky's is now when he's looking at the yeah. the stands and handstands at 100 and right and there's always a certain amount of that history that's cool to 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 learn about and to see and and then you see these guys walk around and you go i hope i don't look like i don't hope i didn't wreck myself <laughs> that bad <laughs> i always look at crazy nate you know yeah yeah so <laughs> it, it was cool though i mean to have you know focus on desert racing because I don't think anybody's really fo focused solely on desert racing yep. to have an event that was that was a, a get together. Well, they have the ISDE reunion reunion nights. Yeah, get the straight ISDE reunion rides, and they, it, it was even ISDT, mm -hmm. which is like even older mm -hmm. reunion rides, and and those are you know awesome events, and I'm part of some of the groups that get to see some of those. I haven't been to, like I said, it's not my it's not the first thing on my list because I always want to go riding, but they've also in, integrated some of the riding parts into that, and and uh, but yeah, super super cool. So if you don't know, is there a website we can see stuff about this? Do you guys build that? Because uh, no. I know it was kind of quick. It came together really quick. Yeah, it did. We we talked about it during the summer. We just uh, you know got together uh and had dinner and stuff and then it just like started going and then yeah it started moving really fast so um at hard and off road had i think he has most of the stuff i didn't even yeah. i didn't work on that side of the deal but um yeah the handstands at 100 mile an hour and, and we had uh the two neat things we did have was the uh, historic bike display i mean we had bikes from eddie Mulder's like 19 i can't even remember it was early 60s like big bear or nowhere must have been like red mountain national hare and hound bike like yeah. in the 60s they called it a national hare and yeah. Hound. yeah all the way up to like preston's bike who won uh district 37 right you know this year and uh in in one thing that was really fun for me was to see jan roberts uh 1971 uh husky, husky district 37 number one and then 50 years later preston campbell's district 37 yeah. number one bike so we had like 50 years span of historic bikes there that was really rad and uh so that that really gave everybody like a, a talking you know get together something really to focus on and then at the end of it we did we uh displayed the new um 
re, uh, remastered, digitally remastered on any Sunday. Okay. Which is the 50th anniversary of that as well. Yeah. It's funny yeah. to think that that, you know, that, that, that's that, that video or that movie, it was a movie back movie. then. It went to movie theaters. Yeah. You know, it's kind of special release. It was like, you know, when Bruce Bound was doing endless summer, he did the same thing with on any Sunday. And it was like kind of a real limited release. Whereas I, I don't know if it was actually self narrated. Like I heard that, that the endless summers were, we would go and play the film and he would talk yeah. over it. And then that became the actual real film. But um, it's, it's neat to see the history and how many people, you know, prior to us and sort of us, believe it or not, my, the one thing that one of the things that really got me in was on any Sunday too which was like this horrible remake of yeah. <laughs> on an eight seventy one. Yeah. Somebody thought they could make some money and it wasn't horrible because it, like it was the same format and go look that one up. <laughs> we need to start remastering yeah. that. For I, I really enjoyed that one because it, obviously I have a, a personal connection with Ogilvy and stuff. Right. So he was the guy in the desert at that yeah. time. Cause who they use at motocross is Bob Hanna, right? So, who is who is yeah, Han, They did a big thing on Hannah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's too. and that's what I remember. He, Hannah's always it will always be one of my just heroes from from motocross and and not only from what he accomplished on the bike, but I got to meet him as a person and just the interactions I have with that guy is like that guy is just world class badass, hundred percent all the time. Racer, yeah. <laughs> and I I still need to challenge him now that we're both older and I'm younger than him, but he's older to. A, outbreak i want to outbreak him into a turn because <laughs> i tell people i can outbreak anybody he's the one guy i'd be scared of because i think he's got the same bad attitude as i do but um cool um next next uh rooster endo did we do we waste too much time on that ricky i mean that was that was a good thing to talk about uh the rest of these bikes are just orange so i don't know what you want to do <laughs> ride red that's what you're supposed to say saying. i like a- i'm blue crew is there just grab one. Pick one out. Just say the name and hand it to me. He's got a lot of shit coming soon, he says. Eric. For, oh, jeez. <laughs> Eric. But that doesn't even count because it's not even Fa- there yet. Fajardo. Fa- you read read off the things he says he has. Eric Fajardo. Fajardo, maybe. I don't know. It's a 2016 KTM 500 EXC, six days. Bot designs, LED, seat concepts. Good. Good. Recluse torque. Good. Bark busters. Okay. It's got a tuner, EJK, or EJK, yeah. Uh, Moto billet, end cap. Yep. Moto minded dash. Yep. And then uh, some more accessories coming soon, quote unquote. He's not done? No, no, no. It's coming soon. He's got a four gallon, a Cherby's tank, uh, a recluse radius CX. I don't don't know exactly what that is. That's the recluse clutch, yeah. Uh, But he already has a recluse clutch, right? He's doubling up. There. Oh, it's coming soon. Yeah, it's coming soon. But he said recluse torque. Oh, he has a torque drive. He clutch. has a torque drive he's, right now. He's going to auto clutch. He's evolving like I have. Ah. Full. It's like, why pull that lever when you can have it done automatically? <laughs> oh That's what I always gosh. say. And he's got the, well, I don't know what that, I've never even heard of that. The Del Sagio Fort. Fort it's, it's suspension. Everybody has to have suspension. That's a nice. But nice, it's coming nice, soon. Nice chip. Well, he's advertising for companies he hasn't even tested on yet. It's all good. It's a roost. Next bike. We're going to burn through these things. All right. We're burning through them. Right here. Small bike. We got Dave Fessler. Dave Fessler. That's a small picture, too. Uh, Here we go. You know, here's the other thing. If you look at this picture closely, Ricky, what I I thought that was his stand. 
his bike stand. Dude, it, I thought a, it was too. I thought it was a log. It was a log. It was a backpack. But this guy's actually the next guy. What's the guy's name again? Dave Fessler. Yeah. Dave Fessler is actually using a legitimate log to stand his bike up on. So we're going to call this like lumberjack skills or you're a poor person. Or you're just out trail riding. And there's nowhere to put your bike. No, it looks like he's at he's at his hunting camp. He's like he's got it. It's like maybe he knows Ospo. Yeah, maybe he knows Paul Ospo. Dude, his helmet matches his bike. That's how you know you buy the chaparral package. The package. <laughs> okay, what's he got on? Or as George would say, he threw the catalog at it. He's got kind of. He doesn't have a George sticker, but this is color. He said it, he's. It's pretty basic. Six days. He says FMF pipe. Uh, I don't know. He's got EE skids and guard enduro engineering. Okay. Yep. He's got the ball designs light with yep. the motor minded mount. Yep. Seat concept seat. Oh yeah. And he's oh, got the J he's got the JD jet. It's roosting. All this is the roosting all the way up. But I like his color scheme. Take a look at it. He's got the he's got the Daglow fort guards and then he goes back to the Daglow side panels on the side. Way too much color, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that probably looks good in photos. It matches look at the helmet though on the back of the at the back of the bench. Here, you, you, it looks you, great. Yeah, put it on the roost side over there. Just don't get too close to that Hoosberg on the end. Dude, that thing got smoked today. That thing goes backwards now. Where's your rally bike? Is Dude, I here? sent that in too. It's under. It's buried under. I here. sent. It's I sent a rally bike video buried under Hoosberg roost. Yeah, here. All right, here. I'm still enjoying my champagne of beers. Logan Moore's. Okay, what does he got? Oh yeah, yeah. KTM SXF 350. FMF pipe, Trailtech stator, Baw Designs XL Pro headlight, a task wiring kit, four gallon tank, fastway kickstand, works connection, whole shot device. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I'm wondering about maybe he's doing night races. But yeah, hey, Johnny, he has a light. Look at that thing. But he has hey, a light. But Johnny, remember when we did device. when we when we did night races back when they were very first kind of got popular and we had to we had to show up to the start line with a with a, a hey. towel over our headlight. Yeah, we had a Home Depot light we made in your garage. I know, but it, it kicked everybody's ass. <laughs> it had like four rivets and a freaking. It worked though, didn't we win almost bubble, every time we raced? Bubble gum holding the wires on. It was one. No, of those. It, was, it was it, one. but it didn't fail. It never didn't, failed. Never failed, and it kicked butt over what was available. What was available? It was it was pioneering at the time, and yeah. then and then Baja Designs copied it and called it a Takati. Eh, I don't want to say they copied it. They made it better. I mean, <laughs> they, 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 they did Alan because so Alan, you know, I'd, I'd always talked to, I'd known Alan cause he was making dual sport kits and they were just starting to get into the lighting and there was a need for lighting and they were building the, the, you know, they were trying to copy what you guys were racing with in Baja, which right. was by far and away the best system. The, the, the two CBs, CBs. 100 watt, 100, 150s. No, they're 100, 100, 100, 100. And, but different patterns and just really good, just super solid system. And Kawasaki was trying that triple thing. And there's all these crazy things that were going on. And it was just like, just stick with what works. The basic. And then, and then HID started coming in and there's lots of cool stories about this, but uh, we pointed at the seat. Yeah, it's a seat dude, he didn't, he, no, it's a moto seat. It's a moto seat. And he didn't name it. He didn't put it on there. Cause I think he got a little scared. It's, it's a moto seat, dude. A moto, it like it's a brand. Yeah, like M O T O seat. Oh, I don't, I don't know what that is. I'm not familiar. It's another seat company. I don't know everything. So, 
It's got a lot of stuff on it, but it doesn't have a seat concept seat. Who sponsors this segment, by the way? This segment, Rooster Ando, is brought to you by Seat Concepts. Hmm. And if you want your bike to roost, you might as well just put a seat concept seat on it. All right, That's all I have to say. This is the last one. Okay, this is the last one. Then we're bringing Eric on. Yeah, we are. Yes, yes. We have questions for you. And we got... And he's almost awake. He's good. This guy's name is Wake James. Back. Have a monster. It's your sponsor for right now. Where I'm at. It's midnight where you're at. You're in Trump, Nevada. James... Pentecost. There you go. He's got a 17 FE 350. This, S. this looks like the the same one that had the chainsaw on it, except it's a 350. Yeah. He bought new in 2019, fully desmogged. Lowered it 25 millimeter. Race tech rear spring, 22 millimeter handlebar risers. What? Wait, yeah. Lowered the seat, went with... Dude, that guy's cruising down the freeway. <laughs> he's got he's got the recluse. Hey, you could be, be built like George. You're your short legs, long torso, right? Yeah, it happens. This is why you can modify your bike. Don't judge. You modified your bike today. Lower twenty five. Yeah, yeah. So that's like the rear link. He's right? like a factory rider, except the he's rear. a regular dude. He's but he's doing it with the parts that he can buy. And he's got the recluse CX. Uh, Right. Uh, Kickstarter? He added a Kickstarter to it because these bikes don't come with one. So he wants to be like Johnny Campbell and kickstart his bike if he needs to when somebody with an electric start is picking Or when you leave your key on. (laughs) You got the Vortex ECU, the Lex Lex exhaust. That's a Rocky Mountain um, MC ATV part. Seat concept seat. Oh. And he's got, I don't know if I say it right, but sick ass racing LEDs. And controls enjoyable right. to dual sport or single track. Hey, so on all these rooster endo bikes, there's a lot of stuff on here that I've never even heard of. Like all these products, like I've never heard of Lex exhaust. Yeah. So there's, it's like, I hadn't heard of that moto seat. There's, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's, there's, there's so much stuff you can modify like, with. Am I saying that right? Is it sick ass or sick ass? Yeah. So they make like little wiring they make. So on some of my KTMs, that I have, I take the key off and sick ass makes this little plug that I can plug in and make it so that I don't, it's a key eliminator. And they make like, <laughs> instead of having a big, thick, that's the bike that wasn't having power last week because of that sick ass connection. No, 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 that, no, no, that was, that was different. George saw what that, no, that was a different bike. That was, that was actually, I was that, with, that, you. no, no, that was a regulator. That that was a regulator. You're all, man, I don't know where this wire thing's coming from. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that Husaberg problem I had. Like, remember that year we had all those wires, the spaghetti wires, we were down in the, down the river and, and me and Ken were pulling all the wires out while all your buddies were pulling up going, is this ride over yet? <laughs> that's like, dude, that's like the bike that you had last week too. Me and no, George was were a, looking at it. You so have so many wires. I know. And nothing on your bike. It's a voltage regulator. Jeez. No, it's, it's no, a relay. It was a relay that went bad. That's a, all it was. Fix itself through a couple bumps. Well, you know, you know how I got back to the truck before you did? Yeah. <laughs> that's because I, fa- I figured out the road book. Yeah, I know. I figured out the road book. <laughs> so, okay. 
And that's, uh, that's Rooster Endo. Though. That's Rooster Endo. Thank yeah. you guys for submitting your Rooster Endo. If you want to know if your bike Rooster Endos. We need more videos, guys. Yeah, we submit videos like Ricky did. Oh, uh, we also have another video from uh, from Andrew. Oh, that's yeah, a see, that's a prop. Let's let's watch this. Let's watch this video. Yeah, you got, you yeah. got this why are they, up? Why, why are we the only ones uh, that did let me, this? Let me cue it up really quick and then we'll I'll switch it over. So this is a video. Um, it's not Andrew Short's bike, by the way. So Andrew Short was at the track and his buddy was having a problem with his bike. And 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 he said, Andrew, my 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 he actually got a rear flat tire. But then he, he was talking about how his bike was working after you know before the rear flat tire and andrew walked up and shot a video of it and this is what you're going to see right now hey jimmy i have a question for taco tuesday um my tire is just not hooking up very good i don't know if it's a tire or this thing coming out i don't know i just put a new tire on can you help me uh understand what the problem is here or where this came from <laughs> so, is that a fork in his tire? Tire iron. No, how do it's you a, leave a tire? Dude, so, I heard someone do that before that I know. Hey, I've done I've done it before, Wait, but I've guilty. I've done it before too. I've had a tire and flip into a tire. So okay, so we've got three people here that have done this before. At least when I got done. I'm not one of them. When I got done, <laughs> I I looked on the ground and I'm like, there's only two tire irons. Where did the other one go? And somehow it slipped in. So I actually figured it out and like, oh my God, it's in the tire. So I pulled it back out. Uh, but you've you've stuck one in there before? Oh man, the first time I, I was pre-running the Baja 1000 with Chuck Miller, we were down below Porta Cetus and I got a flat and, you know, I had some rinky dinks, fanny pack tools when I was 21 <laughs> years old. And uh, yeah, I was, I was trying to hurry because Chuck, you know, was going, I, I got to catch up to him. So I you know, put everything back in my fanny pack. And I, I don't even think I knew it was gone. And it went about six miles down the road and I got another flat. And then I'm like, well, where's my other tire? And I just pull it off with one. And I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but that, so, that, that was a small one though, right? Like yeah. the fanny pack one. Yeah. But yeah. the one in and No, in that, that, that looks like, that looks like one of those motion pro tire spoons. Yeah. It, it yeah. looks like it looks yeah. like it's got the good dish and stuff For to sure, it. Yeah. So I mean, but if it's like I, this it's, long, how is it going in the tire? No, it's not that no. long. It's 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 like eight inches. Eight inches. Yeah. So oh. so I, I know the maneuver. I, I it's funny because I know the maneuver when you're changing the tire where you could actually like be doing this thing and it can actually flip into the tire. <laughs> there there is a you know it's it's like you're trying not to pinch the tube the way you're doing it and you just do it and it kind of falls in and you're working on the other two tire irons and it kind of goes away and then you just keep working your way over. And it's like, it should usually that tire iron ends up on the ground. Well, his ended up in the tire and that's where, that's where it ended up being. But, uh, it's pretty impressive coming through the tire. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, Andrew called me, goes, Hey, you got to see this. And he, he just sent me this video. But the guy came, evidently the guy came in because he got a rear flat tire, but he was talking about how his, his front tire, his, his bike was not handling right <laughs> on the front end. And like, I don't see how that just didn't hook really good every, like your front, every, I'm trying to think of how many inches it is, every 300 inches or whatever it is when that thing rolls around. So, uh, 
Yeah, that could be dangerous though. We gotta get we gotta buy another microphone is what we gotta do to fix this audio problem. And more headphones. Oh more headphones. So too. that way uh Johnny can hear when you know someone calls in or hey, we'll get, get this video. We got you know, you know how it is. You get well, this Trevor didn't say very much. You get this rinky dink show working better, we'll get some more sponsors and we'll get some more headphones. So yeah. hey, uh thanks again, everybody, for submitting these things. Video submissions are always welcome. Your questions, if you're standing next to your bike and it's doing something funny, uh, shoot a video of us, let us know. Um, we'll put it up on the thing. How did Jimmy make it back home with his front rim split in half? Dude, I wheelied the whole way. I was on a Husaberg 570. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ricky rode right next to me. He knows. He well, yeah, because my light was actually facing the yeah, ground. Rick, no, the funny thing is we were riding down the road and Ricky's like, he's doing the symbol. He's like, he's pointing up like he's shooting a gun up in the air. And he's trying to tell me that my, my headlights pointing up in the air. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm doing a wheelie. Like, what do you oh, expect? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh, that wasn't what you were saying? I don't you know, tell man. me, tell me you were trying to tell me my headlight was you pointing up so in the air. Much, you have so much shit not tied correctly <laughs> behind your number plate that your number plate don't even stay on the bike. That's why it's pointing up in the sky. No, it's the two rocks that I have that are behind the, the, the rubber straps that usually sit in there that aim the headlight down have fallen out. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jimmy Rig. I'm Jimmy not lying. Rigged. I'm not lying about that at all. <laughs> so, Dude, uh, I, I just got you foam grips. They're going to be here tomorrow. I need, I know. I need to I need use those zip ties. Zip, uh, yeah. Good and, and, uh, where do you get a, good zip ties, Johnny? uh tom thomas betts is the brand thomas betts are good zip ties because or the deck car ones we've all had janky zip ties before yeah, that actually, don't work if you look them up thomas betts has some called and their their model is dakar oh really yeah dakar zip ties yeah see if if you haven't learned anything else or you're asleep right now wake up and Thomas Betts Dakar zip ties are the answer to your question. So there's something valuable going on here. I just learned something and I've been meaning to ask you this question for a long time because I have these zip ties that have probably been in my toolbox for years and I zip tie on my wires again. I pull them and they, they don't break. really, and then well, they break 10 minutes after that and then the wires are flopping around and then my headlights point to the sky and who knows what happens. And then you got to short. You got to it's a relay that went bad. Yeah, they make bikes, bikes they make, 14 years old. They make tons of different sizes of those when they all have the metal locking tab and right, the good stuff. UV rated or heat rated and and, and when you're wondering why there's rated a, there's a bike that's a factory bike and there's a Jimmy bike, that's the difference. I have a regular zip tie, you guys have a good zip tie and it's not going to fail. So <laughs> Okay, well, we're gonna get you some zip ties Let's so get a clean up behind your number plate. Should we get a factory mechanic up here? Let's yeah, up we, here. we should get him up. Okay, here. thank you guys. Thank you, Johnny Campbell. Thank you, Ricky Bagback, for showing up. I know it's torture for you to do this. No, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Uh, ah, Eric, you're in. Always getting the good hosts, and we're gonna go straight to Eric questions. You got those things yes, lined up? Yes. I will read them. You just highlight them. Eric, you need some. Yeah. Uh, Tequila? Oh. No, I need a booster chair because I'm so short. Hey, should we bust out the black bottle tonight? Yes. We'll do that at the end of the show. Get the black bottle down. Let's get it on staging. Staging. Uh, we'll get it in staging and we'll have everybody kind of. So at the end of the. We're going we're gonna to go through about probably about. $800 worth of tequila at the end of the show. Nice. <laughs> I hope we don't go through all of it. Just don't let Johnny pour it. Wow, that's a special moment for a black bottle, right? So Mark Daniels, do you know Mark Daniels? Yes, I do. Mark Daniels said, Eric, we should be at a bar in Baja. Just saying, bro. Yeah, well, 
I haven't been down in Baja in I don't know how long lately. Do you miss it? Of course. Yeah. Beach, no, beach bash. Oh, Sonora Rally was the last Sonora time. Rally. Yeah. That was mainland though. Yeah, it was. Not really Baja, it's, but. No, it's yeah, Mexico. I, I, I miss, there's so much that I miss of, of Baja, but there's certain parts of it that I absolutely hate, you know, just all the, yeah. the, the BS, the, the cops, the, you know, things like that. So no, George, we're not going to pour it. We're going to pour it into shot glasses and very carefully. <laughs> yeah, you can do that over there and don't yeah. tempt me. Um, Robert Covington says, did you watch any of today's Baja 1000 contingency? Can you tell any Baja 1000 stories? Me particularly? Yes. Well, um, I know I know you didn't watch any Baja 1000 contingency because you were changing suspension rapidly. Yeah. On yeah. a factory Honda rally bike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of my stories really, I've always been just elbow deep doing stuff on, on our factory bikes, you know? So most of the time, you know, I'd be back at the condo or the hotel prepping the bike checking it over. Like, I mean, I, before our bikes even hit the, hit the racetrack, I've looked at them seven times, you know, when, when all this stuff is the stuff, the story stuff is going on. You're busy making sure you're not part of a story. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, when it comes down to basically being a factory mechanic, you're, they're putting their lives in your hands. Right. right. So if I don't make sure that that bolts tight seven times, you know, I haven't done my job correctly because I feel like if it isn't absolutely the best that I could possibly do for them and they're going to put their life on the line, then so, I failed them. Cause you, you've, and you, so you, you're feeling the same pressure you know, everybody's like, we're all focused on the racer and stuff. And you hear like, let's just say formula one guys got really like formula. One. You hear the formula one guys thank their team. And, and I can kind of hear it in their voice. They're sincere. Yeah. They know if one of those guys screws up or, and, and that's, that's not just like with motorcycle guys. Generally it's kind of one guy yeah. a lot of times, or, you know, there's a team, but it's like one guy, you're the guy that has a hand on the bike. That's how important this is. Yeah. And, and, and what I've, you know, the one thing I, when I, when I first started seeing you do stuff with Johnny, it was one of the bikes you guys prep for a dirt rider, 24 hour thing. And you did this thing on the side cover that it was the Honda logo that was embossed in the side cover. Yeah. And it was, it was red, white, and blue, I think. Yeah. And, and you, 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 you colored it in. And when I saw this bike and cause we, we put a price when you could, you know, you could modify the bike to a price, yes. but we didn't really say anything about like man hours and stuff that were put into this bike. And I know this bike was gone over with a fine tuned comb. That bike is actually in a shipping container out over here right now. I, <laughs> I bought this bike yeah. because I knew how well it was prepped and it was, it was a good bike. It was, I bought it for my father-in-law to yeah. race, but it was this. So inside that thing where you see this embossed, it was red, white, and blue, you know, in, where the Honda letters were in there. And I'm going, how the hell did he get those, get that paint inside there, everywhere inside there, but not on the outside. And, and what came to my mind was just like, this is attention to detail that you just don't see. Yeah. And this is what, like, you know, when you look at like really good, you know, like we say factory mechanics, it's just, like you said, check the bolt seven times. Yeah. So the, 
the question. <laughs> so, so go ahead. Well, I was going to say a lot of um, my old Baja fans uh, that like to look at our old XR 650s and, and even the 450 X's, you know, what they would notice if you ever looked at our race bikes and XR 650 in particular, one side was red, white, and blue. The other side was the Mexican flag. So I always incorporated that in my builds so that, you know, we're in the country, right? You know, it's, and a lot of our fans are, are, are Mexican fans and, you know, it's for sure. It's, you know, it's just the, and they loved it. They, a lot of people just would look at it and go, wow, you know, like that's cool that you put that in there. And it, it was one of those it's, detail it's, points. It's like, like super, it's like you're overthinking it. Just like a racer is trying to figure out how to go faster. You're trying to think about how to make the build better. So yeah. Let's just bring roll us back into like you're just regular guys out there. Is there like one thing that you could as a as a factory guy that you maybe when you see other bikes because you've now worked at GNCCs, Baja, you know California Desert Racing, all this different. You've done a lot of different things. Yeah. Oh, there's this thing called Dakar too. Yeah. yeah, but is there one thing that like when you see regular dudes? like come up and then and, and you, you know, they say, Hey, there's a problem with the bike or whatever. And, and you know, they're talking about this one problem, but then you look at their bike. Is there something that's like kind of sticks out that like that you see, you know, you know, kind of, um, I mean, I mean, other than, other than just complete lack of attention to detail, <laughs> yeah, man, they're, they, there's so many. Okay, is there a top ten? Can you just start rattling? I, stuff I off? wish I could pinpoint. I mean, most of the time, it's, you know, okay, the spokes haven't even been tightened. The, good, you know. Um, hey, Jimmy, <laughs> Tyler, yeah, spokes. you're good at tightening spokes. Okay, yeah. just checking. He just he he just said that, and I just you know you yeah. just you just no, reminded it's me. Not me, right? Okay, it's shitty wheels. Yeah. Shitty wheels. Got it. <laughs> uh, routing of cables. You know, sometimes guys spin their throttles around. Hey, you know, the thing's a circle. It's going to, it's going to work either way. You put the housing, right. You know, and they put them around or mix match the, the throttle cable and the, and the clutch cables. And then it's not routed. They, they crisscross over the front. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of times, you know, Johnny and I would always talk and, and eat. Okay. Is as much bike prep as I've done, I've always asked Johnny, Hey, what do you think about this wiring like this and he's and and the th the go-to is is it happy is right. it sitting there happy is it gonna stay happy you know because if it's not sitting there squished between the frame are you picking on me right now why <laughs> I know, just keep going <laughs> sorry <laughs> hey but but you, you got you, 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 you there's 35 bikes out there that are happy john <laughs> yeah. just said you, well, gotta, you gotta get a couple free days here we can go yeah. talk about happy wires in my bike well you know i mean the things <laughs> a lot of times it's a ball 1000 ball 500 right it's gonna go for x amount of hours and it's gonna go through hell so if it's not happy, most likely it's going to wear, it's going to create an issue. And if, you know, and that's where it came to a lot of the attention to details, making sure everything moved where it needed to be. And, and then nothing was on a rub or a hot spot or anything yeah. like that, you know? So, so, so do you, do you think that like, maybe I, I, and I don't know about this, like, do you think guys just need to sit out there with their motorcycle and just like talk, talk to it or just like really pay attention is there do you do you do some is there some sort of zenning with your motorcycle that you uh you know every motorcycle that i've ever built always has my blood in it 
<laughs> all, or on it or in all, it all all above like because you know i did all the motor building as well and yeah you, you're cleaning gasket surface you cut you you know you cut your finger i'm like i'll just rub a little bit on the inside of the engine cases <laughs> and, there we go you know i mean it's it's a little of the black magic there you know i just uh, you put so many time, so much time, so many hours, you're intimate with this motorcycle because you know what it's going to do. You know how, what the abuse it's going to go through, but you've also spent, you know, 40 plus hours building from the frame up or from a bike to a frame back to a bike. Right. You know, so that, that right there builds your relationship to, you know, this thing's got to be 100% the best of my ability you know just just like the guy riding it exactly yeah. you know and and i i kind of think that people often over overlook that in their own in their own builds you know right, they, they, they just they just kind of throw they throw stuff at it and 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 sometimes i've even heard you know factory mechanics talk to themselves as just like kind of quote parts changers yeah you know in in you know they're like oh doesn't the factory mechanic know all these you know, do all the special stuff. And it's just like, I think it's all habit. Yeah. I mean, there are levels of factory mechanics. There are a lot of guys that do just change parts. Um, you know, I was fortunate that I had to learn how to build motors. I had to learn how to lace wheels. I had to learn every aspect. I had to build wire harnesses. I had right. to build, you know. And <laughs> yeah, because your, your, your bikes like had special right. wiring and, and things. You know, yeah. especially like 450X. That bike was meant to be a trail bike, but we created a race bike out of it by taking things the stuff off of it a didn't TRX yeah. and things off of, uh, you know, the 08 or at that time was 005 CRF 450, you know? So the mix matching of that. So it was like the creative juices were flowing with those kinds of bikes is just to make it a race capable machine instead of a weekend warrior trail bike, yeah. which it was. Oh, we got a question from the peanut gallery here. Yes, you Eric, yes. how do you feel about foot peg pins with the cotter pin on the top? Well, that's a good one. I see them all over here. Yeah. I don't. Around my around my neck of the woods? Right. I, right. Which way does gravity pull? I'm sorry, what? Which way does gravity pull anything? That's how I... I think it's the stupidest thing to keep the... <laughs> the thing's going to drop out. Right. If you leave it the other way, at least your foot's going to step on it. And the, if the pin peels back... Your foot's there, so it's so they're, they're, gonna move I'm, so I'm getting much. I'm getting picked on here, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you my rebuttal, and you can uh, you can answer this. So the reason I have them in there like that is because I tend to ride through a lot of rocks, and I'm dragging my foot pegs across them, and I've peeled pins, the 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 cotter keys. I've knocked the cotter keys, smashed them, and it's usually over time, but you know they get smashed up, and then the pin comes out, and the foot peg falls yeah. off. Had this happen when they're upside. It, they don't get they don't get knocked as much but then if i it, it, and i can but i can clearly see that that cotter can cotter key is in good shape yeah. and then it's okay and then it doesn't get it get knocked around but i totally i totally agree with you on the gravity thing but then it's like if you're okay so let's uh, here's a good question if you were prepping a bike for extreme enduro where you knew it had the potential to go through a lot of rocks and like that key could get knocked off which way would you set it then? I'd still do it the same way. 100%. But <laughs> yeah. the, also the quality of the cotter pin. Makes a difference. Yes, because a lot of people use soft ones. 
and they're going to peel like it's going out of style. And, and I see the upside down cotter pin thing is a Husky and a KTM thing. Yes. Um, and I and that's, that's what they're and on I my bike. I don't know if it's the angle in which they, the mounts are on the frame that is more advantageous for them to peel when they're hitting rocks versus say a way a Honda is. Right. Um, I've never, and I've never had it happen on a Honda. Right. By you know. I, it, it, Enduro cross. Right. Hey, Enduro cross bikes. Yeah. Colton Haker Enduro cross bikes. Never have we ever peeled a cotter key. Yeah. But you know, and I've never done it in a single, it's never been done in a single event. Anytime that I've, that I've noticed that happened. Cause a lot of times there's, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you see some remnants of the key or you pull it out before yeah. it's going to happen. You go, well, look at this thing. And it's taken a lot of abuse. It wasn't like a one event yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And so it probably should have been replaced and in down, I understand that it's, yeah, it's probably not going to fall out, but they do. They, they will. If the, if you let the pin get bad enough. So yeah, we got another good question. Good question there, Jimmy. Yeah. I thought you were going to ask how to spoke a rim <laughs> front wheel. Uh, yeah. How does how long does it take you to change a radiator on a Honda Sierra 450X GNCC race bike? This is Chris Real. It might be a trick question. Uh, well, we never raced the X, but I'm usually it's anywhere between two and five minutes to change a radiator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've I mean even okay. We'll go back to Endurocross. The entry of Colton Haker into the Endurocross event, last one in Ontario, he decides to slide off one of the um, logs and bends the radiator and breaks it like that. So he, the spotlight's on him. I'm like, ah. oh, that's the the sight lap or whatever. Right. The, the, he's, the, no, the, he's the intro. The intro to oh, like, the, hey, the, the beginning of the show, and then he's got to be in heat he one. Lays the thing down on the radiator. I have to go run over there race up to the truck i john i think it was dan mcganahan and i and johnny we changed that thing in like two minutes yeah. you know and in baja i think maximum five minutes that's what good about xr 600s they didn't have those things no. those radiator things those, those yeah. cooling items but they did detonate every once in a while yeah yeah okay do we got a good question there matt oh wait george you ever had any things you'd share where you were maybe tuning for a racer that was just a pain in the ass? Um, Can't talk about Johnny right now. You know, every <laughs> talk about that is important to have a relationship. So George is yeah. do, 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 have you have you tuned for a pain in the ass racer? Uh, you know what? Um, I, I've tuned for a lot of people, and they all have quirks, and I don't consider that a pain in the ass. I consider that their personal um, things that they require. Right. So I don't take any of that personal. I take it as a challenge to provide uh, the best, you know, service to them. Right. Um, you know, Timmy Wiegand, I'd have to carry around four handlebars because the guy would wad them up every practice <laughs> at a works race. If I didn't have four handlebars, he'd be racing with bent bars, which he always did anyway, because the guy couldn't stay off the ground as fast as he was. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Kendall, you know, massaging the frame of a dirt bike just to make it feel like it's more compliant. You know, there's it, the list goes on and on, yeah. but it's not that their pains in the butt, they're particular on what they want and what you need to provide for them. So, 
you it's know, just part of your job. It's it just, is. It's just, it's you like, just, just got to be versatile. That's, that's what, yeah, that's yeah, what you need yeah, to do. You know, I don't take any of it personal. And then, you know, and it might put that into my plethora of experience. experience so, so, so when another, when another writer right. asks for something or, or has a, has a, has a, what about this? Then you might have a database of, right. You exactly. Know, you know, to, to, to go do that. So Erica, thank you. Oh, wait, here we go. This, this might be out of your wheelhouse, but why did Honda combine the engine and transmission oil for the Gen 2 450X? I got an answer. I gave him a guess. Go for it. I, Simplicity. Yeah. Yeah. Simplicity. I mean, There's people shaking their head up and down, which means yes. And I, I, I yeah. mean, it's a good idea. It's, it's a good idea to keep contamination separate and stuff like that. But for the average person, like it's, it's. Most people didn't know how to change the two sides. I know. I know a lot of people that change their oil a lot, and only one part of it. <laughs> and whether it was the transmission or was it the motor oil, yeah. they didn't know. They just took the one drain plug bolt out because the other one might have been a case mount bolt right. on the on the old on the old bike. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think simplicity. And and they've you know they've been using a single oil and transmissions and motors on the motorcycles for a long time. And it hasn't really been a problem. And it maybe when they were thinking about it and th th when that was done, that was an early days of four stroke high performance, four strokes. And they're like, Hey, maybe we're going to get to a point where we're going to have so much power where you might need separate oils right. and special oils and yeah. things like this. So yeah, but if you look at the XR650, that has a single oil. Okay, Robert Covington says, how fast can you do a valve adjust on a Unicam motor? Uh, uh, I've never well, timed my... That's well, not one of the things I time myself on, but... Yeah, but you you don't... you, you In your world, you don't try to do it fast. <laughs> no, you do it I do it perfect. perfect. Right. I know this. Yeah. You know. I, I do it fast, so I can probably do it like in twice as long as you do it. Yeah. Well, but that's fast for me because I don't know exactly. I can do it on 10 different motorcycles, what I consider fast. Yeah. But I don't know how to do it specifically on one. And when you start learning the quirks, the little ticks, like do you have to unbolt this? Do you have to, right. what do I have to move out of the way? Wh which direction do I stick the feeler gauge in? Yeah. You know, it's huge. Yeah. It's what, huge. you know, what the shims, knowing the different shims you have available, there's so much stuff to know. And so when you, pay to have a really good mechanic like yourself do it and you know you, you go to someplace that knows how to do it then you know it's done right and if, yeah. if you have jimmy do it in a shop it's just janky and it, as long jimmy as it's rig. not clacking around yeah right probably pretty good i only cross-threaded one bolt in your cylinder head right <laughs> george only yeah. one that we know of that was your truck <laughs> that's my truck Jeez. Yeah. so okay sean elliott wants to know do i set the valves Tight or loose of tolerance? Oh, I know the answer to this. I set them up tight. Set them up tight. Yeah. You go on the tight side. Well, okay. I actually, I was going to say set them to tolerance. Yeah. Well, well, I like to. A shim, a shim wears in just a little bit, right? Right. You know, but the thing is too, is if you think about it, you know, a shim in a bucket, cam's going to come and the, the looser you got, the, the, the later it gets onto that lobe and the more it slaps, right? Yes. So when by setting up just a smidge on the tight side, it's gonna ro it's gonna transition a little smoother. It does change a little bit of your cam timing just because it's hitting it sooner. Right. Um, but you know, a lot of the stuff what we did is I would just set them up maybe a thousandths too t tighter 
or on the on the low or on the tight side of the tight, spec. If you have the option, you would go on right. the tight side as, right. as opposed to loose side. Yeah. And it depends on like it depends on the shims you can get. And right, I know guys that have spent a lot of time running a shim massaging around, them. massaging the shim just to get that little extra yeah. bit. And I know you guys do this when you're building race motors, and and that's the that's the love. I watched yeah. I, I watched Dave Chase taught me how to reassemble a CRF 250R motor. Yeah, and it was painstaking to watch the steps like and and it was replace almost every bolt yeah every nut in the thing because it's like well this is the right way to do it then it's back to you know back to new right. it's the kind of it's the it's the kind of expense and cost that but it was the story was how would a factory mechanic rebuild Absolutely. a motor and in at that point the, the parts budget is not that much of a concern in these things so yeah. there's the right way and the wrong way so there yeah, you go absolutely. go a little bit go a little bit on the tight side so uh any other questions are the shims from home depot good enough <laughs> <laughs> you no know. um El Home Depot, <laughs> El Depot, Victor, is that where, is that right? Are you just getting bar stock and trimming them down? Victor's the one that, that was, that was filing his lever that he snapped off yeah. because he didn't want it to look, you know, too ghetto. No, so, no, I'm a, I'm a big prepare. Uh, I don't know how, what I was going to say, but I really like the Honda shims, Honda brand shims. Yeah. Stock, stock, stock. You stock. can't, the you, hot cams shims function. That's, but, that's what I, cause I have a lot of different bikes and I just, that's what I throw in there and I've had really good luck with them. Yep. Like I said, I, if I have the option, I run a little bit on the type side, but usually you only have one option based on their sizes. Right. You, based on the numbers, there's, and they've designed this perfectly. So there will be one that'll fit in there and it might be on the loose end. It might be on the yeah, tight end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with, with the OEM ones, you can usually get every little thousandth increment yeah, and exactly. do it exactly yeah. right. So the, uh, San Felipe Bob wants to know what brand of wrenches do you spin? Um, for my T handles, I am spinning motion pro. Yeah. Um, for my everyday tools, a lot of it snap on. Yeah. Um, uh, if if you were to purchase anything, I would say buy snap-on screwdrivers, buy a snap-on ratchet, sockets doesn't matter, um, and then you know T handles, Motion Pro, they've they've gotten a little soft lately. I would have to yep. say they've their quality has dropped. Um, I've rounded. What were up. the Koa ones? Were the super high end yep. back in the day? We yep. could get those. Um, I have actually my very first set when I started being a mechanic in 99, I have my first set of T handles that were motion pro. Okay. And they still function better than the new, a brand new set. Yep. Um, and, and it's funny cause I think things like that kind treating. of go through phases and treat treating things. And, yeah. And so, but yeah, I, I mean, honestly, a good set of screwdrivers, a good set of Allen wrenches, um, sockets like, the snap-on sockets and things like they're the best really a um uh, impact wrenches i currently own snap-on nowadays but, but i mean do you, you use them i only run in things or run, run out. out yeah take remove see this is funny because i've talked to a lot of factory mechanics and they'll never put anything in with an impact wrench i will put it in but i will just start it because start it, yeah. but it's all in the finger control yeah. like you're not just going <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. do it you, you, I, I always i always set bolts and start screwing them in get, yeah get them fine i don't want to find it with the right. impact because it'll <laughs> like no you're cross crooked that thing yeah. no yeah. I, I mean, 
to me, it, it, buzzing them out and in, it's just quick and easy. That's that's, that's how I did George's cylinder head. Just like yeah. send it. Yeah. I but, just like I started about three feet away from the bike. <laughs> just, just started, started running, running at it, and I yeah. almost hit it square. Almost. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're if you're changing stuff, that bike's for sale, right, George? Everything I have for sale. Everything's for sale. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We got any other good ones? Uh, yeah. Robert uh, Covington. Any MacGyver repair stories you can recall? Uh, gosh, yeah. Uh, the crusher Quinn Cody coming in up <laughs> with a broken side cover. I mean, gosh, we had to pretty much strip the the ignition cover off down in... Um, uh, Borrego. Yeah. And then, but we've also had where Kendall took my $500 snap on half inch impact and started beating on a pipe with it <laughs> <laughs> because he blew a hole, you know, it was off the coming off the dry lake bed. So they're going, you know, we watched, we looked at our GPS. We didn't go under three digits yeah. for eight miles, you know, and he comes in with a hole like this big in the exhaust pipe and he's sitting there smashing with my wrench. And I, I step back, I look, I go, dude, that's <laughs> 500 bucks. That's my $500 tool. Can I do this now? He's not going to $800 pipe off. It's relative. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, whatever. But, you know, there's just, it's whatever. It's, uh, it's okay. So Trevor Hunter, you might have heard of Trevor. What is the best way to do a real rear wheel tire change at Vegas Torino? Our pit crew seems to struggle with this. I, I wish I had the photo. Give me a second. I'll see if I can. I can yeah, probably we don't, we don't need to it. dig it up. I've I mean, seen, uh, but I've I've seen supercross mechanics, and it oh, just it is. I laugh. Painful. I laugh when I watch motocross oh, and supercross gosh. guys try to change it because I mean, you guys in off road world. I mean, but you practice this. You guys practice these, and when you do your Baja pits, but back in yep. the day when you do the pit changing, now at Vegas Torino, you guys practice changing the wheel yeah. so it's a system uh, there's a few people on the process they do it a certain task they know exactly what they're do and that's that's uh that's it but you know when when it's when it's when it's your dad and his other buddy who it, he hates trevor when you're when you're when your dad's <laughs> buddy hates to have to put his beer down out of his hand to use that hand to actually work the wrench that's where the problem starts yeah. and then it just only <laughs> gets work yeah. from there yeah well i mean, I mean well, he's helped me with my diesel stuff too but that can easily be done over the phone the one phone here beer here i think yeah. but well, hey don't a lot judge of it's preparation too how do you think we do this show by the way wheel spacers um, you know, we've got a lot of little, little things that we do chamfering brake pads. We do all sorts of little oh, things. Just putting the little, at the edge of the brake pad, put the little chamfer just, in so that the, just, so the disc yeah. can find it yeah. going. It's, it's not only that is having what tools do you need right at your, okay. If you can't get the brake, brake disc in the brake pads, have a screwdriver sitting next to you. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you don't have, if you're not prep, prepared, prior prepper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Thank exactly. you. To Chase. Prior so proper yeah, that's something like that. Yeah. I mean, and, and like I, for, I probably made the most money I've ever made in my life in, th in 29 seconds. When oh, how's this? We, well, we, the Vegas Torino or no, it was one of the Las Vegas races. We had a wheel change contest. Oh, and TJ, and I uh, did a wheel change on our XR650 in uh, 29 seconds, wow. front and rear wheel. And <laughs> so Johnny said he'll match the, the winning. Uh, oh. And so in 29 seconds, I made 500 bucks. 
<laughs> that's pretty good money. Yeah, I, I could do that all day long if that's the case. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I pro, I pride myself. I always got the front wheel because it was the most difficult. But I prided myself on smoking the back guy <laughs> because, you know, I've got to deal with multiple wrenches, pinch bolts and, and, and an axle nut and an axle and all the, all these other things. And if I can beat the back guy, that's only got to deal with a nut and an axle, then I'm smoking it. It's, it's oh, great. Good. People are pointing at things. What do you, do you, do you just hiding behind the, he wants some there? of the black. Oh, he's ready. He's, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we gotta pour it here in a second. So, Okay, I, I think we're going to have a new segment. Ask a factory mechanic. Can we call you up at your shop? You know, it'll be 2 o'clock in the morning by the time we get there. But, you know, yeah. you could schedule it and just be your late night. No, I, I enjoy <laughs> it. I mean, I, it's, it, I have a head full of knowledge that I love giving to other people. Right. Um, and obviously, I'm Honda specific, but it kind of rolls into everything else, too. Yeah. You know, it's just. It's, it's just general. A lot of it just goes back to the core principles. Like you said, perfection, like you said, how do you do it? Perfect. Yeah. That, and, and so a lot of, a lot of guys don't really want to take the time to do it perfect, but it's like, okay, how can I do better than half ass and, you know, maybe yeah. do it right as opposed to not perfect. This well, is my, my world. It's like changing your tire, but you don't clean the axle and put new grease on it. You just slide it in with the dirt on it. Well, it was clean from last time. It's your 70% good the next time. Never mind the fact that you went through some some water and some other dust and some grime, and then you just slid that thing right back right in. Right back in, yeah. And you hear the grind, and then you don't even clean off the threads, and you hear the grind in the nut. You know, it's just locking it on better. Stop describing my life. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's the difference, though. I mean, you know, yeah. everything has to go back together perfect. Somebody... Somebody, I don't know if it was GM or some somebody we were talking about you. They said, Jimmy's the guy you want if you're broke on the trail, but not the guy you necessarily want to put your bike. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm the guy you want when you're broke on the trail. I can MacGyver it. Yeah. And me and Dave and my buddy, Dave Rigatoni, we can, yeah. we can MacGyver yeah. it. But like the problem is I carry too much of that into the garage. It, it it follows me around. It's just get it done kind it'll of a thing. It'll be good enough. It'll be it'll be good enough. Yeah. And and it's just from experience I know it will mostly be good enough. But I don't I do not prep like race bikes like yeah. this and as much as everybody likes to think that I do, I yeah. you know, I have a I have a secret side that goes over and I work a little bit more like you. Quiet but in in the corner by yourself. I have moments I, I zen yeah. with my motorcycle. I don't think Johnny would have approved of any of the of the Jimmy Lewis style of mechanicing for his race bikes. He didn't approve with almost anything <laughs> I did. Like, like, cause Johnny comes from, so the Bruce O school of things. Yeah. And like I'm, I was a little bit outside of that, like the Jimbo program and the Bruce O program were two completely different. Yeah. O programs. But <laughs> like the end result was this kind of, sort of the same it's just big difference of methodology coming yeah. in there and i think what it comes down to is just like you know the 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 the, the dedication that you're putting into it right but it's don't i i would i would i would tell if somebody were coming up matt by the way you know you're trying mm -hmm. to learn stuff from me yes like like try to figure out what i'm doing but do it like more sano like just how would how would you put it more what, yeah. would, what would be the right way johnny like responsible more responsible. I think yeah. Eric summed it up in the beginning when he said, yeah. these guys trust me with their life, so I'm going to do it perfect. 
and you don't care. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your own it's your own life period yeah yeah if if, if i don't i never tried never i never really trusted no i did some of my mechanics i did totally when i was racing at a super high level i trusted my mechanics with like the level you're saying but a lot of times well most of the time i was my own mechanic so i kind of kind of had to do i i knew who the mechanic was so i yeah. knew he was half-assed so i rode that way <laughs> but uh, yeah no it it's yeah, yeah, I think well, it's good. But there's, there, I, I, you could definitely do things, and even when you're asking questions in the show and stuff, it's like I'm just, I'm giving you the, the kind of like I'll call it the, the pedestrian, the regular guy way to do it. But there is a factory guy way to do it, and I know what this is because I've been around it, and I right. appreciate you for, you know, explaining that and and uh, telling us what it is. Well, you know, I was blessed to to work with the best i work with bruce and i work with johnny that was that was the beginning of my career um you know and i honestly coming in in 99 that's when the xr650 came out and our prototype and then whatever did you did you wrench, did you did he wrench for us when i hucked that one he no. wasn't he wasn't around that it was no. right after that right yeah it was late 2000 that i started working with precision concepts and started building the bikes um and then 2001 i started building both a and b team bike right but i you know like the methodology the 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 attention to detail uh, a guy named jim green is detail was everything to him and that's where i learned it and you know and and from that point on it was just i i i was sent down the right path yeah, that to helps. Know, <laughs> to know that, you know, attention to detail is, is key to being a factory guy. And, you know, I never I never thought and I never pursued wanting to be a factory mechanic. It just You didn't think you'd end up going to Dakar wrenching on Ricky's bike. No, not yeah. really. I mean <laughs> obviously as the career progressed, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had the opportunity to work with KTM and Chris Blaze when he went to KTM. Yep. I never I didn't get to pursue that, but I had that opportunity. Yeah, because because was you were wrenching for Chris back when Chris was racing for or was Chris building his own bike? Chris bikes, was or building was his own stuff. Yeah. But um like I had the opportunity because he needed a mechanic. And so I could have went with him right. to do that. But I, at the time I was working for precision concepts and they, and also building all the, all Johnny's the bikes. bikes. Yeah. So it was like, I couldn't really leave any of that. Yeah. So, um, well, cool. Well, thank you a bunch for coming on this show. Yeah. Uh, do we have another, we have a couple more questions. Uh Oh, here yeah. we go. So Jeff Shepard, Ricky just said, holy crap. Yeah, are you working on a roadbook yet? You haven't started building roadbooks over there? This is so boring. Hey, it's only 1230 in my house right now. Okay, quickly. First gen 450X with R cam. What spec are you setting the decompression mechanism? Uh, um, like, it, it's it's there, right? It used to be 25 thousandths and that you had to put an 11 thousandths shim between the tappet arm. And then to the, then you had to add the other feeler gauge in between the, where it would hit. And I always put it tighter. So it would, cause it was, quicker. it was, it had an adjustment on it, right? Correct. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I always made them tighter. I probably did it. Everybody needs to thousandths. know this. Everybody needs to know. So 25 thousandths. It was, but I always important. did it tighter. I always did it like it was whatever I felt like, but it How was like usually like fifteen thousandths. I, I never liked. I didn't like the R cam and the X motor. 
I liked it. I liked it. I liked well, it. Which are can? There were so many. Oh yeah, I don't know. There was 08, there was 07, there was 06, 5, 4. Uh, the 02 was our go-to. I liked them stock. <laughs> yeah, but the stock you, they ran good. You could rev them out. They run awesome yeah. if you're trail riding, but in Baja, you're doing 100 miles an hour. It didn't like that with a stock cam. It wouldn't go 100 miles an hour, it but nobody needs to go 100 miles an hour unless you're on a Hoosberg 570. Yeah. <laughs> What, at the front what is up with this Hoosberg, man? Is that your new thing? Hey. Oh, no. It's, oh, no yeah. uh, okay, we don't need to go over this show. show. Hey, hey ne- that's, that's the end of the show for that. <laughs> so, so next time you come out, I'll let you ride it. I was actually going to have Johnny hop on it today, but I know. I don't even know how to ride on. a dirt bike anymore. Now you rode the 125 and you identified a problem that I Yeah, you almost killed exist. me with it. Yeah, bog, well, bog. I almost there died, a, there a, literally. Did, did I tell you what there was? There was a yeah. big chunk floating around inside the float bowl. It kept going up into the main jet. swore I was lying to you. Well, I didn't believe you, but I believed Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote it and I he mean, almost died too. Yeah, I know. But what would a guy who hasn't ridden a 125 for 15 years know? They all bog. I'm going to go find this out tomorrow. Not when you're under acceleration. So, <laughs> okay. Like, well, with that, we're going to shut this damn show down. Hey, thank you a lot. Uh, and uh, Mark Daniels uh, says thanks for mentioning Jimmy Green. Yeah. Um, so, okay. We will see you uh, probably next Tuesday. We'll talk about a YZ125 a little bit. And uh, that's all that I can remember at this point. All right. So uh, thank you, Eric. Thank you, Johnny Campbell, for coming on. Thank you, Ricky Baybeck. Brayback, Barbeck, Barbeck. It's Barbeck. That's the way the YouTube pronounces. Thanks, Logan and George. Um, we're gonna let the cameras run. We're gonna kill the mics, and we're, you're gonna watch us pour really expensive tequila for anybody that like to have some, because that's what we do here in this show, right? Yeah, buddy. Okay, and uh, we will see you all next week. So we're gonna kill the uh, kill the mics. I'll and, kill them uh, right now on, on my end. So yeah, we'll see you on that end. Hey, Victor, you're missing out, buddy. Uh, if you bring one of these black bottles, you can get invited back to the show. <laughs> and don't and don't and don't spray paint the Jose Cuervo. I know how you roll. <laughs> all right. So cheers. We'll see you. Out-